0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook, download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast.
1: Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Hey Abe, you online? Obviously I am, or else we couldn't be talking to each other. Exactly. Huh?
0: You are online and connecting with me across the world wide web. Uh, yeah, I, I know that. Connecting from hundreds of miles away
1: with just the touch of a button. Are you advertising for the internet or something? We have conquered the interwebs with our mind power. Okay, sure, now you just sound really crazy. Crazy for technological power. Um, you done here, man?
0: Yeah, yeah, y- you ready?
1: For what?
0: Transcendence! Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. <laughs> in, 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 introduction, Dust 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 Dustin. Thank
1: you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Is everybody
2: feeling alright?
0: We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is
1: Abe. Hello.
0: Out Now is a film podcast Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and and other fun stuff. We nailed that one. That was amazing.
1: It was pretty good.
0: Uh, Don't undersell it. It was good. (laughs) I know what it is. That I'd like I heard it I heard it in my cans that I'm listening on um this is <laughs> the can the cans um that's uh, that's radio jargon that's what I used just right then. um this is episode 147 147 that's a
1: lot of numbers thank you yeah.
0: and this this tonight we're discussing transcendence the new techno thriller starring Johnny Depp among many others and joining us we have two new guests today. Eh? two two new guests not just one there's two there's two we-, we have a <laughs> the writer for dvd talk he is a figment of paul bettany's imagination it's jeff nelson (laughs) hey guys thank you so much for having me on here for sure and also writer for e online he dyed his hair blonde just like kate mara for this podcast it's peter for
3: i actually did uh dye my hair at a different period in time uh yes hello guys how's it going
0: oh man we gotta hear that story later on the show (laughs) 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 very good How, how are you guys doing today
3: i'm doing pretty good great nice
0: uh easter yeah happy happy easter happy sunday easter. to all the least yes. to all the listeners out there
3: happy
1: 420
0: That that, <laughs> that yes, is
1: 420 yes happy
0: is happy er, is it earth day i
2: think Wait, it is, 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 it, yeah. is it
0: is it welcome to earth day no that's the 22nd. well that's the
2: callback. yeah that's yeah. the
0: 22nd well when this podcast is released it will be welcome to earth day that's the only way i call it now welcome to <laughs> earth day and uh um, you guys will be, you know you'll be really excited about it, i'm sure you'll all be going to see disney nature's bears i'm sure um out of that, with all that nonsense out of the way. Happy to have you guys here. Let's go over some announcement stuff before we get underway with things. Uh, first up, our 150th episode is coming, Abe.
1: That's, a, that's coming up fairly soon.
0: Very soon, yes. And uh, yeah, we have a big plan for that episode. Should be a lot of fun and um that's also gonna signal the the release of version 2.0 ish of the podcast not too many changes but we got some changes lined up for I the it's,
1: i think it's a larger version than that i think we've been iterating for quite a while it's got to be like, okay version like 3
0: now point 3.7 7, we'll yeah. call it that <laughs> out now, now version 3.7 uh, please no don't throw down... do those disk
1: away when they come into your mail 3.7 yeah,
0: no, up, no, no updated downloads necessary just you know you'll feel free to keep <laughs> subscribing and listening um but with that said, iTunes reviews and ratings—it is good to get those. And we're still—we want—we had our—we set up our goal a few weeks ago to get seven new reviews when we were seven weeks away from the 150th episode, and we, we only need five more. We only yeah. need five more iTunes reviews to be. I think a, it's a reasonable goal. I think, and uh, we've been—we've yeah, been doing pretty well, and uh, it's nice to get iTunes reviews. It Helps other people find the show. It helps our show out in general. So yeah, please uh, keep—please keep sending those in. And uh, yeah, there's that. What else? Thank you to Shalem Ben Savinga, who has kindly made us a new profile picture for our our our, our Facebook page, Facebook.com so not, out now podcast. He he uh, he took a he took a picture of Abe and I and drew over. He, he basically rotoscoped it and it looks amazing. It looks pretty, pretty badass.
1: I so would I accurate. would give it two thumbs up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, previously... maybe even four. He previously drew myself and the other members of the Walking Dead TV podcast, which I co-host, and it, it's currently my profile picture because it's amazing. I, I like that picture <laughs> quite a bit. Now he, now he's he given out now the same treatment, and I love it. There's that. What else? Um, WonderCon. WonderCon's been happening all weekend, and I've been there. Uh, WonderCon, for those that don't know, is very similar to Comic-Con. It's just like a lighter version. I was explaining to the other guys right before we started recording. It's basically like a pr- nice prep for, uh, for Comic-Con. Nice way to get the Get the gears turning so you're ready for July when it's hot and way more crowded. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I was uh, hanging out with a lot of uh, some friends of the show. Uh, David Bax from Battleship Retention. He's been on this podcast. And future future guest Tyler Smith, who's also on Battleship Retention. Um, Brenna, who's been on the show quite a bit. Uh, and uh, future guest Ali Matu, who had a really interesting panel about... It was titled The Psychology of Star Trek vs. Star Wars. Which is just a fun... That was a fun panel. Very informative. It's a good one. And the panels in general, we saw some Godzilla footage... Saw some Dawn of the Planet of the a- Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which looks terrific. Oh, they, showed, they, sh- they showed us a clip, and they said, "Be warned that the effects aren't quite finished yet." They showed us the clip. I have no idea what they need to finish because these apes look fantastic. I don't know, like, Whoa, it, cool. which which just means it's gonna look better than that. Like, they, that's my yeah. only response because they've got to work on the
1: deep. the hair physics, man.
0: They gotta I, sway I, with the wind. I mean, you look at, you, you look at what, guys, like, as I assume that's part of a trailer that's coming up soon, but my God, like, it looks, I mean, it looks pretty fantastic. I'm really excited for that one. And, uh, but yeah, it was a fun time in general, a lot of, a lot of cool, a lot of cool clips and presentations. And when you, I, you know, we'll get to, we'll get one of the trailers is a movie that I got to see at a uh, wonder con or at least a clip from, and I'm kind of excited about it more in its own app, But We'll get to that. Disney's bears. I already saw Disney's bears, but yes, Disney's <laughs> bears too. looks pretty amazing. Spoilers.
1: What
0: happens in the two? Yeah, I, I, was, I was surprised, too, when they, when it, when they announced it. It was, um, uh, Baloo came out. The, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, <the animated laughs> and, and it's going to be voiced
1: by William H. Macy. Got it.
0: <laughs> That's a call. All right. Let's move on. Let's get away from this. Let's uh, move into Know Everybody, where each week we ask each other a few questions to try to set the tone for the podcast. and better get to
1: Know, know Everybody. everybody. Uh, a little
0: slow on that one. It was, all right. it was all right. It was. It wasn't as good as the other one, but it was just. It was still pretty good. In version three point seven, we will not improve that whatsoever. I can take, guarantee you that right now. Um, but with that said, Abe, why don't you start this one up? All right. Jeff.
2: Yes.
1: I'm gonna ask you a question here. You're writing a movie script. Which university do you choose to be the one that destroys mankind?
2: <laughs> think. Think I'd like to go with UCLA.
1: UCLA. Yes. I like that.
2: The, the red bricks are just UCLA? gonna destroy everything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I definitely think UCLA also just because of the fact those uh acceptance rates are pretty crazy. They are. So I feel like at this point there you would get most of the geniuses going there. And uh so I feel like they would they would devise something that would go horribly wrong <laughs> and destroy our planet.
1: <laughs> I can see it now. The Giffen School <laughs> of Medicine is gonna be all up in that beast. <laughs>
2: exactly okay so Abe I'll ask you a question alright if you could be pinned for a day what would be the very first thing you would do
1: Uh, I'd index all the pornography in the the entire world (laughs)
0: and,
1: (laughs) and make it readily available to 18 year olds and over like just lickety split I'd be like, yes, pay me money.
0: I, I like how all of this I like how at first you went for like the sleazy perv answer and then you added the eighteen and over because you're responsible. <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> pin I just is... like how there was no delay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've
1: thought about it a lot, you know, and that's the first thing I've thought of when I was watching Transcendence as well. So
0: Transcendence, yeah. that's what you were thinking.
1: Of. I was like, Yeah, pin would be great for that. No. But no, yeah, silly answer aside, sure, I I'll go with that still. All right, Peter. Yes. All right, you are in the middle of Ground Zero for this new world kind of taking
0: overish. So you're he's in Ground Zero of Ground Zero. Is that yeah. what you're saying?
1: Yeah. I mean, he he's almost like in a b- Brightwood, right? So, are you a resident that is going to stick around and get paid millions of dollars to do something, or are you just gonna be like,
3: I don't trust these people. I'm out of here. I will take the millions.
1: You're going to take the millions. Okay. Yes.
3: (laughs) I'll take the millions and, and see how it rolls. We'll roll roll the dice and see, see how this fascist new world. Yeah. Props up. Like, uh, cause I, cause I do want some kind of security, even if I eventually need to leave in my hovercraft. (laughs) I like that. Okay. So Jeff, obviously I know Jeff the best. I want you to tell me, you know, my love for the star Wars prequels. I want you to, which most critics hate. I want you to tell me the best aspect of the prequels from your opinion. And I don't want that in a jokey way like it's over in two hours or something like that. I want <laughs> like, what you honestly think is the best thing you could say about them.
0: I love the left-field nature of this question.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I haven't seen these movies in years. So, hmm. Well, you should Going be watching
3: off. them every night to study. <laughs> but, all right. <laughs> so what...
2: Well, I mean, I don't recall liking them very much. So... Hmm. I mean, I guess because if I'm going by a serious answer, I mean, I'd probably, I guess, say that I think that the the visual style wasn't bad for their time. So I'd probably go with that.
3: The visual style was what?
2: I think that the visual style for their time was pretty good. So I would say the visual style from what I remember of it, because, again, I it's been so many years since I've seen any of the Star Wars films.
3: I was hoping for a comment on the Bush administration uh, with Palpatine. <laughs> but you know what? I'll take that. It's fine.
2: Okay, cool. All right. So, Aaron, I have a yes. question for you. Mm. All right. So, Dr. Will Castor in the film is able to pretty much tap into whatever. So, if you had to live out your afterlife in only one technological device, what would it be?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. And for some reason, my mind immediately went to like a, um, a Sonicare toothbrush, but I don't <laughs> think that's going to be very... Uh... <laughs> I uh, think this to be very good. Dental hygiene um, is important. Hmm. Uh, let's see. What would I want to live out in? Uh, maybe, maybe like a. Maybe like maybe like an like like one iPod that like you know has, isn't like Bluetooth enabled and just like just kind of kind of chill in one like an old like an old iPod. So I like you know here's some tunes to carry it around that kind of thing. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm landing on. Yeah.
2: I mean, what happens if we become outdated, though, in six months? You know, I had my time on Earth and I had my time in an iPod. You know,
0: so the you other know, thing, just move on. Maybe I'll get reincarnated in, reincarnated into a nano. I think into, a into a Into z- a No, that's, that's, that's just silly.
2: That's death. Yeah. Uh, Peter.
0: Yes. Peter what, yes. What movie do you really enjoy that starts with either showing you the ending or somewhere else that's not the beginning of the story?
3: uh i mean obviously the biggest you mean something like pulp fiction
0: that's I think that's a good example but uh, hey, hey that's one yeah
3: <laughs> anyone's I a particular mean, what, now i'm just curious though what i mean going back to my prequel thing would you count the first released star wars from 77 a new hope or, or whatever like would that count or good. you think that's like i mean i guess i'm what do you mean?
0: I mean in terms of chronology of the movie itself, not a movie within a no, timeline of other it's movies. It's
3: self-contained universe of the two-hour film. Yes. Or whatever. Uh, oh, so obviously Memento. That's a big example. Um, hmm. You know, I feel like I should have a better answer because there's a lot of movies I do like with this. But I mean, you right know. now I'm only coming up with like the, the big ones, like the Pulp Fiction, Memento, like that kind of stuff. Um,
0: those are good answers.
3: Those are good answers. I mean, you know what? I. If I want to film like film nerd, I guess I could say you could argue isn't the Tarkovsky version of Solaris kind of like that? And that's a great movie.
0: That's that's a good answer too. Yeah,
3: I mean, because the Sol- Solaris by the end it looks like he's been there the whole time, which means that what we thought was a progression of knowing the planet is actually just flashbacks, and I, that's I, great. I mean, that's I, I certainly think that has more value to me than. Uh, pulp Fiction and Memento. Even though I do love those movies. Um,
0: I really hope we get angry emails from Tarkovsky <laughs> fans thinking,
3: I was just going to watch Solar. I've seen all,
0: I've seen everything else, and I haven't seen Solar, Solaris. I was going to watch all the Soderbergh version, but I was going to see this, and now I don't
2: know. I'm oh, spoiled. Son of a bitch! What have you, what have you done, Peter? <laughs>
3: it's from the 70s. If you don't know by now, like there's a statute of limitations on... In the Crying Game, it's a dude, by the way. Like, what?! So. <laughs> the sixth sense, he's a ghost. You know, like, I mean... Uh, Just going spoiler, spoiler heavy tonight. today! <laughs> there's, there's a period where I'm like, you know, He only loved... Kane only loved his sled. You know, like... I'm like um, there's another oh, I'm example, sweating. by the way. Wait a minute, actually, you know what? Going back... Yeah. I mean, technically, then... I mean, I guess Citizen Kane is the ultimate that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing about Citizen Kane, which is so cool, is that we actually never really see Kane from the from what we would think of as a genuine point of view. The entire movie is made up of people talking about who this man Charles Foster Kane is, and basically the whole movie is a bunch of flashbacks, so – I, mean, I guess I guess yeah, Citizen Kane is pretty revolutionary and great and super great at that kind of stuff. So
0: someone also brought up the old the old fun plot hole of no one was in that room when he says rosebud, so how did they know he said that word? Well
3: they always show the, like, <laughs> the doesn't the door open the nurse comes. I mean, I guess maybe the nurse heard it. I mean, like technically, just because the door's not open, I mean, I could hear what my neighbor <laughs> my roommate says just because the door's not I mean, but I know what you're yeah, saying. Uh, uh, drinks I mean,
0: he, He's 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 wit <laughs> He's whispering it like next to a fireplace. Like who's right. this old Sorry. man? Though?
3: Right, that's true. That's true.
0: All right, that was a fun long answer. <laughs> it, was. <laughs> Sorry.
3: Sorry about that. it was very good though. Enjoyable, yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Um, what would be more preferable for you? Uh, living in the world of Orange is the New Black, and you 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 may or may not be a woman if you want. That is your <laughs> okay. The point is the point is you are in. In incarcerated position you're in prison with it has rules you're in this thing for 18 months as long, or,
0: as, as long as i'm not jason biggs i'm fine so yeah okay go right, on right
3: right right or the post-apocalyptic world of something like walking dead the world is over there's no more credit card debt you don't have to worry about getting to your job however every day zombies might kill you and of course you have to worry about food which for you would you prefer Whew. man the similarities between the two is what's really throwing me here um I think think they are kind of similar because I feel like, I mean, that's something that I would like to write as a piece. I think there's something interesting about how audiences right now, we love these kind of things where the characters really don't have a lot of options. And we live in a world where we have so many options, you know, not only I'm not just talking about social media, but like, Mm. you know, jobs. And if anything, it gets kind of daunting to be like, what am I going to be when I grow up? And what's kind of cool about Walking Dead and Orange is the New Black is the characters in a situation where they have to learn the rules fast, and that is, the, that is their world, which I think, is, I think it's an interesting form of escape right now. I can't say I'd be equipped necessarily
0: at my, in my current state to like handle the apocalypse, but I feel like I'd still probably choose the apocalypse over prison.
3: Really, even though with assuming you survive, you'll be okay. In eighteen months, you get out. Well, I've had a Your I've had a good I've had a
0: good I've had a good couple decades in this regular Earth society. <laughs> why
3: not? Why not just end the world? Why not just <laughs> end
0: Why not just end the world <laughs> and uh, see see where things go in that direction? Right, right. Glenn, Glenn seems to be doing fine. <laughs> that's true. I, I relate to Glenn. He's a good guy. He loves his loves his uh, his wife quotation marks. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, All right. Uh, yeah, uh, Jeff. Mm-hmm. In a world where the apocalypse has happened,
2: okay.
0: wh- who wins in a battle? Because somehow this all ha- they like they managed to find themselves and like we need to battle each other between the Apple geniuses and the staff at Google.
2: Mm. <laughs> um, I think I would have to say Google. You think so? Yeah, I think it's just because it, they kind of strike me as this world domination type of company where they just kind of have their hands in everything opposed to apple yeah they do have a lot of a lot of you know variety and whatnot and i personally love apple so this is coming from an apple person <laughs> um but i still feel like google would somehow have more resources to fight all right so like i would pick google all right so uh peter um, mine 's another kind of uh versus question okay go ahead it's, uh in so and also again post apocalyptic and everything so you know, just to involve transcendence, so you have pin what would win if if these two systems were to go against each other pin and skynet <laughs> what would what would overtake
3: well you know it 's weird though we 've never that's interesting. Actually, that's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought because when I was watching Transcendence, I was thinking more of like the MCP from Tron. Like, because because I feel like this thing never really has much of a personality. It's it's just kind of like faceless machine that makes a decision and to wipe thinking- out mankind. Whereas I feel like Pin, and again we can get into this Transcendence. There's kind of a point of view, a personality, which is why I think the MCP. But if that's your question, um. You know, I guess I would give it to PIN because I feel like PIN might be able to, with somewhat of a human or organic intuition built into programming, they might be able to outsmart. Because basically I feel like Skynet is not really thinking as much as Skynet is just it weighs the pros and cons and then that is the decision. And I feel like someone with it – that's kind of like saying a person who's playing chess, you know, who has intuition versus a person who's just like, well, these are the rules. I'm always going to go with the person who might be able to make a left field, you know – uh turn that the program is not considering so i would go with the pin
2: okay yeah, i mean because I, go- I was kind of going through that through the side of uh i mean obviously I, actually i can't really go into that because no spoilers but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay I, I definitely see where you're coming from um definitely makes sense uh i was thinking more of the, also kind of just the force of skynet versus uh obviously well, pin is
0: still yeah skyna did Ske- act like immediately yeah
2: yeah opposed to pin that's, is still kind true. of growing and it has this long kind of it takes a while so i feel like that's why i kind of that's why i thought that that'd be kind of an interesting thing just because but, of the fact that skyna is so brutal and instant opposed yeah. to post a pin. But, if also,
0: it, but if they're in like a cage match like i, I imagine <laughs> pin would probably be like all right i know what to do like it'd be, <laughs> <but> in, in, <laughs> it, it would and it would make those left turns a lot more clearly than uh then, then a Skynet Sky might name. be able to, where it's just like, here's the, here's the way to win a war according to the rules, like whatever. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Poof. Uh, Abe, did, you, did yeah. you have two questions? I already asked two. You already asked two. Yeah, good. All right. We're good. Then we're done then. That's how you play. No, now, everybody. No so let's move on now. Let's get to end of Each week and not now, we ask, we the week, but we always have other movies we also see during the week. So we like to have a something called end of I finished. Yeah, I, was, I got. I got that sped up at the end.
1: I, yeah, I, I noticed that. <laughs> My internet was kind of lagging. I was like, I hope I, get, I catch I that TM.
0: Abe, have you seen any other movies? I week? did.
1: I watched The Grandmaster, and I know it's been around for a while, but it's on Netflix streaming now. Uh, a little bit light on, uh, uh, what am I call it? Direction and clear story, I guess, because it kind of tells this general story about kung fu during eighteen or nineteen thirties and fifties, and then. Cinematography, excellent. Choreography, great. Probably one of the roles that I like Zhang in the most because she doesn't mess anybody's life up. So,
0: yeah, great. Unfortunately, or, the Netflix streaming version is the same version that was released in theaters, which is the which American is, cut. Yeah, it's the one that's
1: kept by, by the Weinstein Company, right? And uh, it's not the, not the one that was released in Hong Kong. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 on streaming, so definitely check it out just because uh, I was actually just watching the background and then I kind of got caught up in it. Um, but yeah it's a little bit light on uh on plot but it's it's still kind of a uh, visually very dazzling
0: any other things no that's it Alrighty, um jeff any other movies you've seen this week
2: yeah um i mean a bunch of them i actually can't really talk about because of embargo but um, yeah they're a couple, i mean one thing that i saw it i saw it a while ago but i my review was posted this week so i'll bring it up uh i saw blue ruin oh yeah yeah uh, yeah, uh thriller really good Um, I definitely recommend anybody who likes this type of genre definitely should see it I would I definitely would title it as the best revenge thriller in years Um, it's it really just captures you and uh, it takes a lot of twists and turns you don't expect you think it's going to go a certain way because revenge thrillers kind of have a formula at this point um, but this kind of takes that and just throws all that out the window and just kind of starts fresh, which I really liked, and has this intensity that just lasts throughout the entire duration. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, and then I saw a film that is, uh, I guess, it's coming to uh, it's coming to the US soon, but it's of course already played throughout UK a while back last year, I believe. Um, Locke, the Tom Hardy film. Oh right, oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, it, it was very good as well. Um, you kind of think like, you know, now all these films such as, you know, Buried and even some to, to a certain degree, 127 Hours, all these films where these characters are stuck into this, you know, they're ordinary people stuck in this extraordinary situation, um, but they're in just one location. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, how is this going to move? Is it going to move really slow? Is it going to be boring? Because there's no really movement in, in terms of location, but it does a really good job of, even though it's just Tom Hardy in a car the entire time, and you don't see a single actor for the entire film other than Tom Hardy, he carries it extremely well because um, it's kind of this thriller drama where um, you kind of have him dealing with all these these issues where his world is essentially crumbling around him through a series of phone calls. And uh, I just thought that it carried itself very, very well. Um, so, I mean, I, I out of those two films, I definitely saw some, some good films um, this week. But yeah, the rest of them, Fortunately, I can't talk
0: about quite yet. <laughs> and Lock is from Stephen Knight, correct? Who, uh, yes, who wrote Eastern Promises? Oh, yeah, which I'm a huge fan of, and so I've been wanting to check out other things that he's done. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Lock quite a bit. Same here, and, yeah, definitely. I've, see I've heard good things about Blue Ruin too. Yeah, I've been wanting to check that one out too. Uh, Peter, any other movies that you've seen?
3: Oh, I would agree so, with Jeff. I think Blue Ruin is fantastic. um What I've been hmm. doing lately, though, is a little less. Uh, uh, normal critical s- critic savvy, although I gotta say yeah blue ruins great. I haven't seen Locke yet. Um, but um, I've been watching a lot of like, I guess essentially direct to video horror films on Netflix. <laughs> you know there are always movies that are like one, two and a half stars like, <laughs> you know, like these are all terrible like you know, and and most of them are pretty terrible. Uh, but I I have liked a few. so I guess that would be uh, I liked this one called The Caller. Which was a woman who, a woman in our world, I mean, in modern times. Okay, <laughs> it's like, I was like, what, the, what so other she, worlds she, are in this movie? <laughs> it's a phone call. Her, uh, I guess, on a, I don't know why she doesn't have a cell phone, but for some reason she's a, a landliner or a apartment in her new old apartment or whatever. And she gets a call from a woman from the 70s. And basically the hook is that, you know, the woman from the 70s can kind of affect the future because if you tell her certain things and she can do things and, you know murder and conspiracies evolve and stuff but I actually I thought it was pretty entertaining no, like, like I mean again I'm not saying it's great or anything uh not, but that's, I that's, I liked it you that know That sounds like
0: uh that sounds like frequency with uh, Dennis Quaid and Jesus
3: Oh, maybe yes. yes. <laughs>
0: like, uh, sorry, sorry. Topic? I meant to say J.C. as in Jim Caviezel. <laughs>
3: right, <Yeah>. Jim Caviezel. <laughs> the other thing <laughs> was, um, I because I was going to go see Oculus, which I really liked. I feel so bad that Oculus got destroyed by Captain America. Um, but I really liked it too. Yeah, I saw his first movie on Netflix, uh, Absentia, uh, which also was pretty good. That was a, I guess that was a Kickstarter project. It was a horror film that he shot, and I think mostly like glendale or kind of that area or whatever and spookiest I
0: really of la suburbs
3: yeah yeah that kind of la feel and uh and yeah i like that so yeah i've been on this weird kick lately i've been trying to find like just kind of horror films that you know are most of them are probably pretty dumb or whatever but i'm always hoping that i'll find a gem that's like oh that's pretty good you know so i mean because i mean as you guys know as a critic it's like so many movies go to screen fest or fantastic fest that by the time i i see them or maybe you guys see them i've already heard some good word of mouth you know even paranormal activity back in the day when i saw that technically i think it had been screened for a year at some other festival so people were already saying we oh, should check this out so it's always kind of nice if i can find something where I doesn't i don't feel like everyone's been talking about it forever so there you go cool that i I, uh, I
0: searched Absentia on Netflix because I wanted to add it to my queue, and so I got that. And underneath it, I have also Absinthe, which is a documentary about Absinthe and the myths <laughs> and fables really. about it.
3: <laughs> and, I don't know what it would it else be. Of course, it's about that. It's like, yeah.
0: A, so. And and lastly, Agent Cody Banks. Those are the things that get to search. Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> <laughs> the search for Absentia. Agent Cody Banks.
3: I have not seen that, so that's fine. Did
0: like, you see AD, Agent Cody Banks too?
3: No, no, I have not. Se- I have not seen any Agent Cody Banks. No, not. <laughs>
0: You're not co-writing Agent Cody Banks
3: three. <laughs> <laughs> not underwriting it, Um,
0: I've seen a few things, uh, recently. Um, Peter and I, we both saw the Sacrament on Wednesday.
3: Sure, could we talk about that? Was I'm that not going to talk
0: about it too much. Good. Mainly because I don't want yeah, to bring it, it up. Because
3: Technically that's a horror film also, but I didn't want to say too much.
0: Yeah, so. I don't want, I'm not going to spoil it or anything. I'm just going to say it's the new Ty West film. Uh-huh. Ty West, who's done the innkeepers and the house of the devil. I will say I liked those films more than this one, but at the same time, I still appreciated what he tried to do with this film. You
3: know what? I would agree, although I would i go a little further without saying too much, and I would say that because I do like House of the Devil and I do like um, Innkeepers more, but I would actually say I actually oh, I even think I like his segment from VHS two more. I really I I really like his segment from VHS two. Yeah, so I'm like I actually again I don't want to say too much, but it, it, without giving too much away, The Sacrament is I think it is the first movie. That Ty West has done that I have seen that really has no supernatural or paranormal element involved. Okay, that's yeah. That's and great. I'm and I think that's great um, that he's trying that, but I'm I don't know, I'm not sure in the execution. But again, I don't want to say too much. So
2: yeah, uh, you'll see it next week, I believe. So yeah.
0: yeah, I'll move I'll move on from that. I saw at WonderCon today, Son of Batman. Which is the new DC animated film, as they've had others like the Dark Knight Returns, obviously, and they recently had Justice League War. And this film is within that same universe, I guess, for those keeping up with the DC animated fair. And this one is about the son of Batman, of course, Damian, uh, who's been introduced fairly recently He's from Grant Morrison, did a lot of work with uh, Damian Wayne. It's really bloody and violent for a movie called Son of Batman that's about <laughs> Batman's son. It has a lot of violence and death in it, which is not something I'm used to seeing. Damien is like movies. a, he's like a,
1: he's like a loose cannon.
0: He's a brat. He is. That's what yeah. he is. And, uh, but, you know, if you like these movies, uh, which I think mostly are pretty good, uh, you know, you probably enjoy this one. I've also, and this might shock some of you, even though I do, I've watched so much stuff, it's hard to keep up with everything. I, uh, finally started watching Orphan Black, um, this week. Um, and I'm almost done with the first season. I'm looking forward to the second season. But that's a terrific show. I, I, I believe you guys are watching it. I think...
3: Uh, it's in, Well, that's no, interesting you say that, because um, I'm a big fan of Orphan Black. Um, you know what's weird about Orphan Black, though, is... What I like about Orphan Black is pretty much her. Uh, yeah. Tachyana. She's great. And I think that she does a really good job playing these nine different clones and everything. But honestly... And, and again, I'm a big fan of or, Orphan Black, but... Um, like my roommate hasn't seen it and I was like, oh, he's check out the show and everything. But I mean, to be fair, I don't really know. I don't know if I really think Orphan Black is really such a great plot or anything or, or like fantastic execution. It's just that it's really great to see one actress have a really good time with these different roles. And that's, I mean, honestly, the twists and turns, eh, they're okay. I'm not like, oh my God. Breaking right. Bad, watch out! You know it's not like that. You know, like, yes. but again, I, but I do. I am a fan of War from Black. You know, but sometimes I feel like it's a little. It might be a little overhyped because I. I don't know if I think the plotting and stuff is really that great. It's Probably because I mean, you've also seen it before. I mean, gently did the one. Well, there is. Yeah. Well, there is that too, of course. <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, that is a show that you just called back to. Our movie, you just <laughs> it's called a back movie. to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How many can there be?
0: <laughs> I mean, I I haven't finished the season yet, so I can't really I can't debate too strongly about whether or not the plot like holds water or whatnot. But I do agree that Tatiana Maslany is fantastic, and I'm in love with her. And um, so, oh, you like, are. yeah, I, I'm declaring <laughs> that right now. I'm asking her if she'll t- take my hand. I'm posting
3: an email right now. <laughs> Good, if, <laughs> you should be. If she can meet you for Valentine's I was, Day I, next was, year. I was at a I was at a bar the other day, and and the girl looked kind of like her. Which one? I know that's exactly it, and I was like, I was like wait, which? I, I like, I guess she looks like the Kasima one." Because,
0: a lot of people, a lot of people probably, probably like say they want to get down with the with, with corn with uh, the braided hair with Kasima one, but the soccer mom kind of does it for a lot of people. I think uh, so I really.
3: love Allison. <laughs> she's awesome. She's, yeah, the soccer mom is strangely, yeah, she's pretty great. Uh, she's a great character.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Orvin Black which is it's, – its second season has just started its run in, Amer- in America here yeah, in just, the Canadian, It just aired yesterday. Right? Yeah. And um, I'm going to call out Hannibal also because I've been watching Hannibal every week. and It just keeps getting, like, better. It's just, Everyone I, says,
3: I only saw the pilot. Everyone says it's very good. I, don't, I thought the pilot was good, but that's all I've seen.
0: It's, like, so disgustingly stylish. It's amazing. Like, uh, it's, it's a show that makes me both gross and very hungry in feeling-wise because it's, <laughs> like, it's showing you things that you just don't want to see, but at this, then you're seeing, like, Hannibal prepare these meals – Sometimes out of humans that are just look amazing to eat. Like <laughs> it's like oh. and along with the fact that yeah, it's well acted and blah 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 great story, what have you. But I mean in terms of like gut like gut, gut feelings I'm getting from the show, it's pretty damn effective. And I really don't want it to get cancelled. I really hope it gets another season. But uh, we'll see. So yeah, that's that's all I got this week. Um Uh which was four things, so whatever. Let's move on. Let's uh, that was Anna Cookies. Yep. And anyway, oh. we can uh move out of cookies. Yep. There's, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Almost move had you. It, dude. Almost had you. Let's move on now. Let's yeah. get to our trailers each Jump. week. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Let's, get, let's get to our trailer <laughs> talk now. Each week we can talk about some of the newest movie trailers and what we think of them when they're coming out and what have you. The first one we have is Gone Girl. This is the new movie from director David Fincher. It is true to form another kind of pulp novel that you can find in most grocery stores that he's adapted into a feature film. Um, it involves a man whose wife has gone missing and is eventually found dead and how he played by ben affleck gets drawn into this kind of media frenzy surrounding whether or not he was in one in fact the one that that has murdered her um again it's from david
3: well actually uh, wait aaron yeah uh huh? just gotta gotta make a correction there uh, just because so you did not read the book
0: nope
3: okay well just i'm so going you know, off I mean, what i just... heard
0: in the trailer that's what i'm going off
3: because i mean because i watched the trailer too but technically uh I, I'm not going to say, I'm certainly not going to ruin it, um, but she is missing, um, even in the trailer, you don't necessarily know if she's alive or dead, that's not,
2: I mean, I I thought it's, that it's, she was dead from the trailer, I yeah, didn't that's what that. I got, <laughs> yeah, I,
3: I'm I, got,
0: guys... I saw, I, I saw an Entertainment Weekly cover with, like, him leaning next to, like, a dead body of Rosamund Pike, it seemed pretty clear that she was supposed to be dead,
3: right, and then this, in the shot in the trailer where she looks like she's, uh, like, a corpse underwater, And yeah, that helps too, um, yeah, I'm wondering if that's that, what like it, it. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's supposed to be like a dream sequence. Cause I was like, that doesn't it make sense. Yeah. So everything I, I just say...
0: described about the movie is based on what I saw in the trailer. That's right. So it's... I was
3: like, hold, <laughs> uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, uh, I, um, I really thought that I thought it was a really good book. Um, and I love David Fincher. I'm a huge fan. Um, and I'm very curious and I like Rosanna Pike and everything. And I think Ben is not a bad choice, but I am curious. And again, I would never give any spoilers away, but the structure of the book, Gone Girl, is it it vacillates every other chapter. The first one chapter takes place from the Ben Affleck point of view in the present tense, which is, oh, my God, my wife is gone. It looks like there's been a struggle. What the heck has happened? Then you go to the next chapter, and the next chapter is a journal that takes place five years earlier, and it's from her point of view, and it's basically when she fell in love and met this guy. And the idea is you're reading that you're reading her journal, which leads up to their, which is about their relationship, and then you're reading the present tense, which is oh my god, what happened to my wife? I'm really curious to see how David Fincher is going to pull this off in a movie because it's because I'm sure, I mean, you guys know this isn't giving away. There's a huge twist because it's a, it's a big pulp novel. Yeah, I'm not really sure how this works as a movie. It works as a book. I'm not sure how you could do this visually. <laughs> so I'm really curious to see how he's gonna pull that off um but yes i mean i'm i'm very excited i can't wait i thought also one more thing i'm sorry i'm rambling i thought it was an interest it was interesting that the last movie david fincher did he had that fantastic uh led zeppelin cover from uh karen O oh with yeah. that crazy dragon tattoo like you know it's the feel bad movie of the summer of christmas or whatever and this is such a different type of tone i just, I just thought it was interesting that these are his two teasers for his latest films you know yeah no i
2: agree <laughs> I thought the trailer was kind of interesting in the tone because I kind of, I agree with what you said, Peter. I mean, I've never, I've never read this book or anything. I just know what I saw in the trailer as well, like Aaron was saying, but um, I noticed that in the trailer alone, uh, it actually, it largely used it more as a montage more of than a lot of other trailers use it to tell the story. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I personally kind of liked that because I, because I, because I, I liked it, how, you know, it wasn't just giving everything away. It was more of kind of just, showing the the gist of what's going on. Um, But personally, I mean, I don't know. I'm not the biggest Ben Affleck fan. So, I mean, I feel like when he's on the screen, if we're supposed to be connecting with him, I feel like I'm going to have some difficulty either, you know, sympathizing with them, connecting with them. Uh, I just personally feel like somebody else would have been better for this. But
3: actually, um... I I will say again, uh, that actually works, though, because in the story you as a reader you are kind of going back and forth with who you trust so actually it's okay that you don't think of ben affleck as somebody that you completely trust you should kind of see him as like well do i believe him do i not so actually that kind of works i you know i would agree with you that's not who i I would not i would not have cast ben affleck as batman or as this character but i mean like (laughs) but that doesn't mean he won't do a good job i mean he, he might be fine you
2: know? Yeah, I mean, overall, though, I mean, I'm a David Fincher fan, so I am very yeah, well, interested just to see what he's going to do with it. Regardless, I'm going to see it. Regardless, I'm going to be excited to see it. Um, the trailer alone, I do, again, I do like how was, the trailer itself was constructed. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I mean, we'll just have to see.
1: Abe? Yeah, I was also a big fan. I'm, I'm basically uh, on board here with Jeff as well. I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen, and I like the way that the uh, the story doesn't really tell you if he did it or not. I mean, maybe you can conclude and infer from it, but I'm kind of curious as to why they would show you all this and not have, like what uh, Peter had said, a a plot twist, uh, where it's like, dun-dun-dun, because this would be too straightforward if it was just, you know, a linear trailer like this, and then the movie is also just very linear. It'd be really boring. Right, I
3: mean, it's very much the kind of trailer that, like, I mean, in a weird way, almost kind of like the social network where if you're a fan of David Fincher's, then you're excited because you're like, well, it's David Fincher. There's no way he's – he's not just doing this as some generic story. But if you don't know David Fincher and you just see some trailer, you're kind of like, eh, it looks like Ben Affleck may or may not kill some girl. Who cares? Like, I mean, like, it, I, I see what you mean. Like, it is kind right. of like, yeah, that's not that compelling. You know, yeah. like, so I, I, I would agree. There has with- to be
1: more to it, yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of very interested to see it. And also, Rosamund Pike, super
3: hot. Oh of course, it's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. I felt I felt so creepy for her in the uh, even though I'm, I'm a huge fan of Tom Cruise. When did you guys see Jack, Jack Reacher? Reacher? Yeah. yeah,
2: Jack Reacher. Yeah. It's like, oh jeez. He's,
3: like, he's like all shirtless and oiled, and it's like, oh, what's going on with it? I was like, oh please. I was like, that is not making me comfortable. I do not want to see that. Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. I, uh, I'm, I'm still excited about it. Because, yeah, because it is, you know. Uh, David Fincher and everything.
0: A lot of people say um, when they see certain directors, they're just like, all right, I'm going to go regardless. But David Fincher, I love David Fincher, but I don't want to, like, not see his trailers because he always has great trailers for his movies. And Gone Girl was a great trailer, regardless of, like, what the end product is, regardless of what the source material is. I just love seeing his little short films turn into trailers. Like, that Social Network trailer you brought up is just an amazing little film. With the, yes, with I the, agree. With the choir. The choir, singing choir yeah. singing Creep. Like, and this one has a she, is it she? um and it's just it's just this lovely like piece of like filmmaking that's like encased in 3 minutes and i you know now i'm going to get like what a 2 hour version of that like that sounds just amazing to me i like this cast i i think for the story i'm being told i do think that ben affleck kind of fits this having not read the book based on what i'm seeing i like the idea of ben affleck as a guy who you're not necessarily sure if you can like or not cuz he seems to have that kind of status and despite being a best picture winner oscar winner receiver now i mean he still has that this weird kind of status of do i like ben affleck or don't i and that kind of fits with the idea of a guy who's caught in this did he do something with his wife or didn't it fits to me also tyler perry's in this movie for some reason so there. (laughs) i mean i thought
2: that was the most random thing i i
0: I, like i saw i saw like him pop up and i'm like wait a minute did i just did i just cross Alex let's cross it almost it
1: almost almost completely turned me off and i was like okay well i guess he's in it but uh, no, no no everything else is going for me so i'll
0: leave it alone yeah, but then then like Neil Patrick Harris is also around apparently. So I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things going for this movie besides the fact that it's just <laughs> David Fincher. I love David Fincher. Like he's I mean, a, if I like randomly name favorite directors of mine, David Fincher is one that comes up fairly quickly. So but yeah, Gone Girl opens in the theaters October third this fall. Yeah, so now we do have Lucy, and this is the new film from Luke Besson, who has directed a few films in recent years actually, including last year's The Family, which is horrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. But um, he's he's had a few a few things here or there. But this is like his his like his first return to like to like hard action since The Fifth Element back in ninety seven. If you want to count the Messenger, Joan of Arc, good for you. But like in terms of like his kind of kind of like straightforward, not even straightforward, but kind of action heavy movies, The Fifth Element, Leon, Lethem, Nikita, his nineties movies. This is like a kind of return to that. It looks like this one stars Scarlett Johansson as a woman who's caught up. In a situation where she's smuggling something inside of her stomach, only to have that something start leaking inside of her, making her super smart, unlocking the the entire her her mind, apparently. That's that's a way to say it. She's uh,
2: transcending.
0: She's transcending, she's limitless. Um and uh <laughs>
2: Two references in one sentence. Yeah. Exactly. And
0: uh, she's uh, she's apparently fighting off old boy while Morgan Freeman narrates. So we'll see where that goes. With that said, Jeff, what do you think of the trailer for Lucy?
2: Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm kind of mixed on it. Um, I love Scarlett Johansson, especially, especially in recent years. She's just been doing one hit after the other. Great performances. Um, I think it looks like it could be interesting, but... Again, I'm kind of iffy on it. I feel like it could, it could go either way. Um, and I know that uh, Luke Besson, he's been more of doing a lot of writing for action films. Um, like I know he wrote, then he wrote the Taken movies. Yeah, the Taken, the, Transporter the transporters. yeah. all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I'm kind of interested to see, but at the same time, also I know everybody, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate messages for this, but <laughs> I feel like I'm one of the only people who just is like another movie with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I, can, I can understand that. Can. Like, cause I think he's a great actor. He is. He's a great actor. Of course, one of the best narrators ever, but I feel like it's kind of getting to the point where it's now just Morgan Freeman playing Morgan Freeman. It's not him playing a character anymore. Um, so he's great at playing Morgan Freeman, obviously, but I'd kind of like him to see him actually play a role. And this kind of looks like it's still the same of Morgan Freeman playing Morgan Freeman.
0: Apparently you didn't see Dolphin Tail, but,
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not, <laughs> but, uh, he's
0: in Dolphin Tail too, this
2: summer, by the way, just saying, but,
0: uh, maybe someone <laughs> okay. has to catch up. On
2: these... <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I mean, I do, I do like the initial concept though. I like the initial concept of, you know, uh, obviously, you know, there's the whole myth of saying we only use 10% of our brain. Well, um, from what I got in the trailer, it's kind of this, whatever, whatever was, you know, whatever drug or whatever was leaking, that you know it uh it, it unlocked 100 percent of her brain. So if it's almost kind of like if we were created in God's image, then uh we only use 10% of our brain. So what if that hundred percent means that it's almost like each each one of us is almost like an individual like God or a deity of some kind. Um and that with her unlocking hundred percent of her brain that she is one of these deities or gods. I think that that's kind of what I got from it. I thought it was really interesting. Um but again, I still feel like it could go either way. It could either be a lot of fun and cool where I feel like it could be, it could be a complete bomb. So, I'm interested just to see more before I really make a final judgment of I think it's going to be good or I think it's going to be bad. Peter,
3: I am looking forward to it. I've been a fan of, yeah, Luke Bassan I'm hot and cold on. It feels like he's just become like the the guy who produces Taken movies. Um, but like, um, I I I really like the idea of someone like Scarlett Johansson becoming the star, not just with theoretically a Black Widow movie. So. I'm hoping this is good and not over long like Domino, you know, like the which would which, which was kind of Keira Knightley's you know type of thing. It kind of felt like even though that was a uh, I think that was Tony Scott actually. But,
0: it is, and yeah. I'm going to throw in that I love Domino, but move on. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of <laughs> Domino. It was eight minutes. Was, I'm in the minority. I know this, but I still love um, Domino. But yeah, like I would love to see Scarlett Johansson in a in a role like the trailer looked like looked like she. I'm sure she didn't do all her own stunts, but the way they shot it, I was like, "Oh, like the action scenes are pretty good." Like, you know. So, uh, wait, actually, did Luc Besson direct Colombiana? No, uh, no he I think he, like, no, he, he produced just, it or something. That, that was another that was terrible. Before. Like, you know. So, cause I hope it's way better than that, you know. So, um, but yeah, yeah so I, 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 like, would...
0: I like the part of Colombiana where the little girl's doing parkour in 1990s. But go on, go
3: on. <laughs> 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 I thought the Lucy trailer was fun and I hope it's good. So I'm 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 am i I'm tentative because it is Luke Besson. You're right, Joan of Arc the Messenger and everything. But I mean like <laughs> there's always a part of me that's like, oh Lefebvre Nikita was great, it's the professional twenty years ago. Like I mean, so I'm always hoping. It oh. Was twenty years ago. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm kind of hot and cold on Lucian too, a little bit lukewarm. I like when he's producing things nowadays. I I did like back in the day when he made Leon and uh, Le Nikita. Um but for the most part I, I, I'm not that excited about this trailer, primarily just because of uh, what Peter and Jeff had brought up. It could be fun and campy, or it could be like a serious thing that he's going for, and he might just miss the mark. Um, also, I feel as though I've seen a better things like Hannah, and uh, this does remind me of somewhat of a Black Widow story as well, which is just, hey, maybe she's a, a rogue agent, or she's all of a sudden salt. I mean, it brings up a lot of these movies that I have uh, seen in the past and thought of, and um, I don't know what's what could be cool about it, I guess. Um, so uh, maybe if I have to see it, I will see it. But otherwise, I probably refrain from it. The,
0: we'll see it. Um, the...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a choice, uh, apparently. Abe. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be on
0: the docket <laughs> that week for the Out now <laughs> podcast. Um, I'm looking at our schedule right now, <laughs> I, i gonna, I'll speak on what I saw at Wondercon in a second because it changed my, it 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 altered my perspective perspective on this movie initially watching this trailer i was just like okay so we got like the even heavier action version of limitless a movie that i'm already not a big fan of but um i do agree scarlett johansson's been just great lately i've loved her and everything that i've seen her in in recent times and it excites me that she's is a part of one of, of this kind of movie and luke, luke Basson being involved i mean that that tends to have its issues in the past just because of. It seems like he, as I, I've told Dave this many times, it just seems like he writes something on a napkin, hands it off to one of his proteges, and they make a movie. Um, from what, from what this movie, from just the trailer, it looks like a fun concept. It, I, I agree with you guys that it could either be like a lot of fun and maybe maybe campy, or maybe brush with some cool ideas that like may not get pulled up entirely, but are at least still like interesting to see in an action kind of environment based on Luke Besson's kind of own past credits. Um, with all that said, seeing seeing Bison at Comic Con or at WonderCon, he seems to be very invested in this movie. He's been developing this story for a long time, and I like that. It doesn't seem like something he's just jumped onto at random. Like he's I'm actually, glad hear that. he actually, it seems like a movie that he is really personally involved with this time around. Something that's more akin to his earlier films that he had a lot of personal attachment to in terms of the story and the characters that he's involving in this kind of world. So, if that with that kind of new thought in mind. It it turned me somewhat around on the Lucy where I'm, I'm I'm anticipating this movie more than I once was when I initially saw it because I saw a lot, a lot of people That's were jumping. A lot of people, yeah, it is. A lot of people were jumping all over the trail, like this is the best thing. Scarlett Johansson's gonna rule the summer. I was like, well, it's coming out in August, so I kind of doubt that. But still, <laughs> um, for for what I'm seeing and how I'm kind of looking at it now, I I'm I'm kind of excited about the movie. I I uh, it, I wouldn't put it as one of my most anticipated of the summer, but at the same time it. it i i like what i'm seeing and i'm liking it more now having a new kind of perspective on what i'm going to expect to see so uh let's see lucy comes out august 8th 2014 this summer uh, just in time, time yes yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly Abe. so yeah that's that's trailers let's uh, let's move on now let's get to our main film review for transcendence oh my god it's like my, my mind, mind has been dead. set free I'm gonna need to expand. I need more power. Get him alive. This is no
2: will. Shut it down! Shut, shut it do? down! It's him! Where are you going? Everywhere. Your friends, they don't know the danger. If
3: she connects to the internet, the first thing it'll do is copy its own. And then there is no taking it down. The real will die.
0: Whatever it is. It's building an army out there. What is this? It's evolution. This isn't evolution. It's is an abomination. What the hell's happening? I'm able to fix them. This has gone too
3: far. We'll
0: stop it. I don't understand. No. This is the future.
1: This is not our future. future. Evelyn! You're not here with me.
0: Okay, that should have been some of the trailer for Transcendence. This is a film with basically two gimmicks going for it. One is the logline of Johnny Depp's mind is absorbed into a computer. The other is the fact that this is the directorial debut of Wally Pfister, the former cinematographer for all of Christopher Nolan's movies. The film is basically a cautionary tale about technology's advancement which results in Depp being put into a position where he needs to put his mind online to survive in some way. According to his wife, played by Rebecca Hall, and their friend, played by Paul Bettany. This kind of power, of course, takes interesting turns, which leads to some unsavory results, resulting in nanomachines and zombie people and other things like that. (laughs) Nanomachines. Nanomachines. Let's start with Jeff. Jeff, what did you think about Transcendence?
2: I absolutely hated it. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I just, to be honest, to start with, the only positive that I found really about the film, uh, I thought Rebecca Hall did an amazing job. Um, I always love Rebecca Hall, and I think she once again did a really good job, even though I think her character really didn't make sense a lot of the time. But her performance was good. Um, I feel like one of the big problems with the film is the pacing. Uh, It just slugs along, dragging its feet. Um, And as far as Johnny Depp goes, I feel like he just seemed really bored with the material half the time. Kind of like once he becomes... You know, part, once he becomes the computer on, he seems really bored with it. Um, and I mean, personally, and I, there, there's a bunch of little twists and turns, obviously, that we expect, but I just really didn't want it to go and then end up going in that direction anyway. Um, overall, I mean, I just think that it was just a big mess of, you know, confusion just because of the fact that it seemed like it at times it wanted to be this kind of intense drama. And then other times it wanted to be this action sci-fi film. Um, and I kind of wish that I took one and ran with it instead of trying both but failing at both. <laughs> um, I honestly think it would have been better if it just ran with being a, a dramatic thriller kind of a thing. Um, just because of the fact that it did have a lot of really good dramatic elements in there. And I think that the theme of you know social media taking over and all that, I do think it's relevant right now. Um, and, you know, technology going too far and us maybe not being ready for certain technologies. I think that's a relevant thing. And I did, I did like the idea. Um, it, I think a, a lot of it was the execution and just the fact that it tried to juggle too much at once and it just couldn't even hold a single one of them. Peter?
3: Yeah, I am. I th- think i'm uh i'm in the minority here no, and don't get me wrong i didn't love transcendence or anything but i'm really surprised how many fellow critics like my buddy jeff hate this movie because i i mean it, it's okay like i mean i i agree i thought rebecca hall was really good and i like that it really is kind of her movie which i appreciated it's not really johnny depp um, I thought it was filmed okay, like, I thought it, you know, look, it didn't have the big visual splendor that Wally Pfister's Nolan movies do, but of course he didn't shoot this, so I was kind of like, well, eh, we'll see how this looks. Um, I don't know, I, I thought it was, you know, it's weird, when I saw it, I was like, oh, you know what, BB+, Plus. I was like, it's pretty entertaining, I'm like, this is no, it's kind of, I'm like, the story doesn't really have many surprises, if you've seen these kind of stories before about the ghost and the machine, I'm like, but, you know, it's well done enough, and it moved fine, but I will say that, you know, as, as time went on, it, it kind of, and also I saw another sci-fi film that we can't talk about that Jeff knows what I'm talking about. I thought oh, that was incredible. So then like yep. in that comparison, I was like, yeah, that movie was a lot better, but still I, I'm just surprised at how, I mean, okay. Like, okay. Example. Um, there is a body snatchers esque element, to right? Be, um, yeah. I don't want to give away too much of how that, and while i thought it was a little silly it wasn't it was certainly wasn't something i saw coming so when that happened i was like well that's kind of an interesting <laughs> i was like i didn't see that happening in the story like even though it is kind of ridiculous so jeff even that kind of stuff you weren't like oh, all right that's
2: at least something
3: different you know
2: i kind of saw it coming that i mean I, of course i can't give anything away and that kind of would be explaining my reasoning behind it but <laughs> just in the as the events were continuing i kind of saw Maybe not, not that exact thing, but the idea of it, I definitely saw coming.
3: Really? Okay. I, even when it first happens with a particular character, I was like, okay, where's this going? And then it becomes something else. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I didn't see that. You know? I think, honestly, my biggest thing was more that it's one of those movies where it's confidently made. And it feels very, and this is actually, I would almost say Nolan movies are like this too. It feels kind of smart about its subject matter like i know we know what social media is we know about artificial intelligence but ultimately it's not really saying anything that original about it and that is i mean we just started the podcast talking about something like solaris i mean like there's like nothing <laughs> like that transcendent. but it has but it has a confidence about it that when you're watching it you feel like wally fister and this guy who i guess is going to be doing the movie for uh He's doing the in or what? He's going to be doing the uh, Battlestar Galactica movie. Like, I mean, he has a confidence about him as a screenwriter. That I'm like, okay, he he makes me feel like his science is interesting, even though, and eh, not really. There's really not that much there. Like, the, there's a whole aspect, and this is, I think I can say this because it's the beginning. There's a whole aspect of a kind of. Uh, anti-artificial intelligence terrorist group. That's right. like a big part of the the opening. Yeah, and
2: it really doesn't go anywhere. No, <laughs> I had a huge problem yeah. with them with that entire said, part of the film. But, but, but,
3: but it feels confident at the time when I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, they've got a they've got a plan. There's something going on here. So, and so, Jeff, I'm surprised even when you're watching when you were watching it, you didn't think it was like again. If you're saying Pete, it doesn't go anywhere. I would agree
2: with you, but when you were watching it. You were rolling your eyes? Because I was yes. like, all right. Let's see <laughs> Aaron was sitting next to me. I don't yes. know if you heard me, Aaron, but I was sighing probably through around half of it. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, so you, I was very vocal about that, okay. Right.
0: I was moving around a lot, because I was like, all right, where is this, oh, whatever, let's, go, let's move on. Hey, what did you think of the movie? I know this is one of your most anticipated movies ever. So, um... <laughs> no, no, it's really not. <laughs> um,
1: like what I would said earlier when we were talking about this trailer like months back, one of the things that got to me was uh, the problem of Rebecca Hall saying, shut it down, it's him. And it's like, well, that's really turned me off from the film already. One of the biggest things about the film that I didn't like, and I'm kind of, uh, I don't hate it, because I think that it's trying to do something, or I think that people are trying hard just poorly executed like really poorly executed and the writing is horrendous uh, one of the things that i don't like about it a lot is that it doesn't challenge you in any way it doesn't make you think oh well this is socially something that is going to come up uh, again in the future or this is something that's present right now that that really uh, asks you a question as an audience member it kind of just takes you through the story of these two scientists and their their one friend who goes missing for half the movie and then nobody wonders where he is um it just doesn't really ask you anything. It really, even when when Pin the robot or Johnny Depp in the machine does things uh, that Rebecca Hall sees, and she doesn't question it or whatever else. She doesn't ask it like, "Hey, well, what is this? Like, what is this all doing?" Even the ending is kind of lazy in such in such a way that it's uh, it's basically just asking, or it's not even asking anything. It's just it just it tries to leave you like that spinning top in Inception, but it fails at that because nothing was set up. There were no stakes involved at all that made you even want to remotely question anything about this movie. And that's his biggest failing, is just that it doesn't do anything that gets you into the story. All the characters are super paper thin, including Kate Mara, who has one line that I just laughed at because uh, she's. they have to leave and pack up, and then one of the guys is like, Oh, we we gotta go. She's like, we planned for this end scene, and then it moves on to something else. Um, the, the reason why Rebecca Hall probably has more to do is because she's the entire film. Uh, it kind of centers around her. And Johnny Depp, I kind of feel as though he's kind of the machine. So they're like, hey, want you toned down a little bit? And I don't know if that's him being just lazy about the script, or or the director Wally Fisher saying, hey, look, I want you to do this, but. If it's Wally Fister and he doesn't really have a handle on how to get the most out of people and have them emote or whatever else, then maybe that's Wally Fister's fault too. But for the most part, it's just very poorly executed, and I, I was sighing through some of the movie too, and I was kind of slumping in my chair at times too. But I, I could appreciate sort of what they were trying to go for. It just
0: doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. I can talk about the Johnny Depp thing right away because a chief problem I have with the movie is we're following Rebecca Hall – who is doing everything, you know, did this thing, put his mind into a computer because she just loves Johnny Depp. Like, he's the best, he's the greatest, he's, the, he's my husband, I'll do anything for him. And the movie does not sell this romance to me whatsoever leading up to this point. I get that because they told me they're in love, they're supposed to be in love, but Johnny Depp's not doing, like, before he gets to the computer, where I don't need him to be, you know, crazy zany Johnny Depp, even though he wasn't that beforehand, He's just a guy, and, like, it's cool to see Giant up as a guy again. I haven't seen that in a while. But he needs to do something more than just, like, say, like, a you know, some clever quip and, like, kiss Rebecca Hall to make me think, man, this is, I, I hope these two aren't split apart because I have nothing to go on after that point to believe that Rebecca Hall would go through the lengths that she does in order to keep her dead husband alive. And that, so it just feels like two hours of this girl not getting a clue that her husband's dead and she needs to move on. So there's that the main thing that bugged me was the opening of this film right away where we're like let's show you five minutes of how this movie ends right away right. like let's, let's take away all dramatic stakes and just say you know this is what's going to happen guys don't worry about it so it's like all right that's that doesn't help thanks in media res that that made me just not care about where this movie's going because i know where it's going and if the journey was more interesting maybe i'd be all about that ending but it wasn't sometimes you use that kind of opening and you Later on, see like it in a new context, and you're like, oh, that was a clever way to do it. But it's not that; it's just a very like, here's the here's the end, and now let's get to that point. Very straightforward, and there's nothing all that creative or clever. I think there's a lot of half-formed ideas here. There's a lot there's a lot of good ideas that just don't get delivered on. Pin, tell Agent Buchanan about yourself.
2: I am Pin, a physically independent neural network invented by Dr. Will Castor. Can you prove that you are self-aware? That's a difficult question, Dr. Tagger. Can you prove that you are?
0: um I think the cast is really just phoning it in I think Rebecca Hall does fine I like Rebecca Hall in general I think Paul Bettany does a good job of putting his cry face on he seems to cry a lot in this movie (laughs) um so he he at least had some emotion to go with it but like Morgan Freeman and Killian Murphy what are they doing in this movie like what do they do like they just walk into a scene like we got to set up the computers over here and then that's it then they're like gone (laughs) and then he comes back later on
2: I'm my gun
0: oh no (laughs) Um, I I'm was telling su- you, it's
2: Morgan Freeman playing Morgan Freeman.
0: <laughs> I I like that uh, Cole Hauser lived. That was like that, yes! that was the Indian biggest <laughs> that was the biggest surprise to me in the movie. Actually, that Cole Hauser lived. Uh, spoilers. Uh, that's the one. That's the one I'll give. That's the one spoiler <laughs> for this even... episode. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, like I. I wanted to like this movie and I wanted to be able to be like, Hey, there's an original movie and it has a great cast and good job, Ollie Fister But it just didn't give me that. It just gave me this kind of dull experience where you have the semblance of ideas being thrown around to show you about the dangers of technology and whatnot, but I didn't feel like there was anything new being told. If this was if this came out like after Terminator two, maybe I'd be like more interested. Be like, Oh man, Skynet, that was crazy, right? Oh, there's another movie about computers taking over, that's crazy too. Like I'd maybe be more in that mood, but this movie just feels like Hey, here's you know, technology is advancing, guys, right? Man, we got to watch out for that tech. Here's a terrorist group. Man, they're crazy. They <laughs> they trying to stop it. And uh whoo, we got nanomachines. Remember those from Metal Gear Solid in 1998? I mean, it's just like there's nothing going on here. That's all that new and combine that with the story I get, which has a lot of terror, like just a bad screenplay, my thought, my opinion and actors that are great but not great in this movie and you just got a dud. Got a dud for me.
3: I'm just, again, I'm I, – I, it's not that I don't think – I can see exactly where you guys are all coming from. Um, and Abe, I would agree with you that I love sci-fi that creates a dialogue with its audience. I mean I love anything that does that, but especially sci-fi where it challenges me. It makes me think about things. I, I mean I would say that while the movie doesn't do that, I at least appreciated – and again, I'm not trying to give too many spoilers away. But at least appreciated that they're not – especially from the trailers – which I think are a little misleading, there isn't really a specific villain in the movie. In the trailer, it's kind of like, Johnny Depp's computer machine, he's gone crazy. And it's like, well, actually, it's not really that cut and dry. It is The machine, via the Johnny Depp version, is trying to do what it thinks is the best reason and there is some level of like i don't know i thought that was okay i was like oh, all right it's not really just this evil machine like so but again i'm not saying that that's challenging i'm not saying that it's like oh my god that made me think but at least it's not as black and white as like oh now it's just evil johnny Depp and we have to defeat it because that's not really what where the movie goes it, which, it, so i kind of like that
0: I, I see i get what you're saying and i feel i i i kind I disagree sort of because it like it it could have used that to a, it could it could use that in a better way, where instead of where, like yes, Johnny Depp's not necessarily like crazy maniacal computer villain, but at the same time, <laughs> it, when it when it when it puts you in a position of like maybe, I'm trying not to I'm trying to be vague, but not right. Too vague. No, it's like me, right. <laughs> like, like if Johnny if Johnny if Johnny Depp's if what what's it, is he it just called what's he called Caster? Is it does the computer have a name at this point? <laughs> is it just like Johnny Depp? I think um, it's just Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah. When yeah, when. When Depp's put in a position to do certain things and humans are fighting back, the movie could like explore like a conversation of like, why are you doing this? And he and providing their reasons and he could throw you, throw back with like his own reasons and like make some kind of argument for why this is the way he thinks is right. Like it makes some of that interesting to me and it just doesn't. It kind of puts that on the table, but then instead of exploring that more, it just shows you here's the here's the things that he's doing with the tech with the nano machines or whatnot and here's us like bombing them and here's him fighting back with like a random like foot to car chase and stuff like that it just goes like these basic action beats that, I, right. get that, that I get that i get that works that's... for like you know entertaining movie you know here's our hundred million dollars being put on display or and whatnot and it doesn't do anything more interesting with those ideas that's where so like yeah there's not like a an all-out not. There's not a Bond villain in this movie, but there's, right, there's but still not a. There's still not a. This, there's not a challenge on the other side that's making me like really feel the stakes, even though right, the stakes although, seem to be that high. But,
3: but I want to. I want to address this to you and Jeff and Abe and just see what you guys thought. I thought, and again, try not to give away too much. That this idea, because remember, in the very beginning, because I don't think this is spoiling, in the very beginning when, once Johnny Depp becomes the machine or whatever, and that's pretty early in the movie. He, I think he asks for more power and right away. And they're like, and and I think Bentley's like, that's weird. That's really not like caster. That's not like the Johnny Depp. Like he was never like that or anything. And by the time you get to the end of the movie and he has his realization about, well, no, it wasn't really the Johnny Depp person. It was more this other person. I thought that was kind of interesting. Again, it could have been way more expanded on and it could have been way more compelling But at least it was there, that it's like, oh, it's like, that's why that character is that. I thought that was kind of interesting, No, I mean, mean,
1: that's one of the problems that I had, too, which is you get to that point toward the end and something is revealed and Paul Bettany's like, dum-dum-da-dum. Right. And then, then, uh, but they don't, yeah, they don't really address it throughout the film, primarily because they have to cut through. Like, there's so many characters and they have to cut through all these different sequences and what what is interesting is what happens when Johnny Depp first gets into the machine. He's like, "All right, I really need to access the internet because I need more power. I need to understand things." And then you're, you you kind of start thinking, "Oh, well, is this good or bad? Um, that's kind of cool." But then you realize that none of that goes anywhere. Kind of just like the Rift folks, and they're they're so concerned about slapping this thing, they they're they're kind of all all the mindset of, "Hey, look." Your your per, your papers say that you should uh, that technology should aid you and it shouldn't be the one that can that controls you. None of that's really discussed ever. And you're right. You're right. absolutely. No, You're
3: right. It also, I would like to say just as a I mean, it's just me being snarky, but I, I find it hard to believe this movie really costs like one hundred million dollars because like $100? like. The- like the first Thor film, it basically takes place in a backlot fake <laughs> desert town. Like I'm just like that's basically it's one of those things where I'm like the whole movie is really not anywhere. Like you know so it,
2: like, which is I, the way I'm, I'm guessing up. sixty million went to Johnny Depp. Well oh, yeah <laughs> <'Cause> that's <laughs> what it is. I mean
0: look <laughs> like, look at like, this cast: Johnny Depp, Rebecca Hall, Paul Bettany, Killian Murphy, Kate, Killian Murphy, Kate Mara, Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman Griffin Collins Jr. That's yeah, mostly a like, budget. Yeah. yeah like that's that's the budget right there. See so, yeah, I I get that it. It's the kind of thing where it's supposed to look shiny, fancy, new because the big Warner Brothers release. It it has the semblance of a smart movie. Not take that for what it is in terms of phrasing, but not in terms of actuality. And you get the feeling that man, this is a movie I got to pay attention during if I'm going to like because this is this looks like Inception all over again. But it's not that. It just feels like this like big sloppy mess that's been put up here and actors yes. like that are all just friends with Nolan just like signed on for his buddy's movie. That's what it feels like to me. I just, agree- feels- no,
2: and I would I would agree with you guys. And um, also one one problem I had. Um, obviously not to give anything away, but the whole, the entire terrorist subplot, I <laughs> thought was just ridiculous. <laughs> I wish that they just killed that and they just did not have that at all. Cause I absolutely hated where it went with that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I go a little bit more into it in my review, but it's just, I don't know. I, I would have been a little bit, again, a little bit more interested to see this more as like a dramatic thriller more than, you know. And or if going was, into this yeah. hole. we have to stop the computer, we have to shut it down. Or and... if, it,
0: if it chose a side, like, if it was, like, more like the East, where you see it, like, yeah, from sure. their pers- – yeah. when you see it, like, from their perspective only, basically. Exactly. If, like, if they, made, if, they kept Depp, if they kept Depp, like, more ambiguous in terms of what his – what that whole – ai aspect was and like just saw it saw it from blonde k mara's side or you know just don't have them because you i mean at the beginning of the movie you have a dude that's willing to kill himself for like this cause that we know nothing about so like why do i care about this cause and what is the cause you're against also, technology but you use technology i don't know under- what happened
2: I, mean, I,
1: I, I didn't like those guys right in the beginning because
0: they kill all these graduate students <laughs> in a computer lab
2: it's I was like, like how, are, how did they How did you get a bomb in a,
0: a computer? Code. I mean, I know Berkeley sucks, but that's weird that they chose That's cool.
1: <laughs> We are see, we are the centers of the world in which the world will be destroyed because we first invent the apes that will take over
2: and now we've
1: invented the <laughs> pin. <Penn.
2: laughs> you see the thing is though that I had a huge a, a huge problem with that because of the fact that like you were saying they have this huge, you know, explosion. All these people die. They have a coordinated a sudden, attack on, like, all of these all, different all stuff. And then all of a sudden, though, it's we're supposed to feel for them. We're supposed to be sympathetic for them. And I could not, for the life of me, connect with any of them. I just, even though they're like, oh, you know, they're trying to, they are, at this point in the film, they are trying to say Johnny Depp's an evil computer guy. Yeah. So, you know, I, it, that completely did not work for me. If it they're really trying doesn't to make me help when they, them, when they
1: kidnap somebody and beat the hell out of him. And starving for, like, months.
2: Yeah, like, exactly. I, I don't know, guys. I don't know. It didn't work for me.
3: Also, also, my further proof that while I like House of Cards, I really think Kate Mara uh, is the lesser of the Maras. Yes, like, I okay. agree. <laughs> and I, she It was almost like that wig was doing the acting or something, the blonde <laughs> hair or something. Like, And I don't – I mean, she's very pretty, but I was like, eh, you know, so –
0: some people stick up for Mara. I don't see it. Like Kate Mara just never has done it for me. Like I liked uh, Rudy, her. I, I think
3: Rooney Mara's good.
0: I liked I liked Crazy
2: Kate Mara on American Horror Story. She was she was doing it for me then. Oh yeah,
3: that was fun. I agree. She was fun. Well,
2: Rooney so. Mara was actually one of I I heard was one of the final choices actually to play uh, Rebecca Hall's character.
1: Hmm. That would have been interesting. Huh.
2: So, Eight yeah, I think, I think they were Rebecca Hall, uh, Rooney Mara, and I want to say Emily Blunt. I think we're like the final. Jo- Johnny Depp is 20 years older than all of them. Yeah. I <laughs>
3: say, <I think> Rebecca, <laughs> Hall, Rebecca Hall is a better choice, even though she's also younger. She looks more like a woman, I guess. Yeah, I think Rooney Mara, eh, that's kind of creepy with Johnny Depp. So <laughs> like, So Yeah, that wouldn't work unless it wasn't Johnny Depp. Unless it was somebody else, you know, also
2: one point actually I wanted to bring up earlier, I think it was you, Aaron, that said it was talking about the whole chemistry between them and not believing I completely agree with that point, but come on, you didn't love that really awkward getting ready for work scene at the beginning, yeah
3: <laughs> the most
2: awkward scene of the
0: entire
3: yeah, film that was right there. Me. That was. <laughs>
0: All right, I think we've uh, talked plenty about Transcendence, so let's rate the movie real quick here. Each week on Now in Theron Internet, we rate movies based on when you should go and see them. And we have our scale that goes from IMAX to theater, Dollar Theater, Netflix, HBO TV. You're just going to forget about it. On that scale, Jeff, where would you put Transcendence?
2: Forget about it.
0: <laughs> Peter?
3: I guess, I mean, I'd say theater or dollar theater. I mean, honestly, I mean, I think it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I it, normally I think of these things as rating is like the whole, it's like see it in the theater or rent it. And I'm like, well, I guess you could just wait for Netflix. But I mean, I, I, I guess dollar theater then. I guess that's where I'd go. Abe? I'd say forget about it.
1: <laughs>
0: like, <just> don't <laughs> even bother. I think you can watch it on HBO when it premieres. What HBO? Yeah, when it premieres on HBO, you'll be like, "What was that thing all about?" Check it out then, so you see for yourself. That's, that's Jeff and about. I will
1: be over in the back getting ice cream. <laughs> that
0: sounds good. <laughs> okay. All right. So before we move on here, I know Peter, you're gonna have to take off in a sec in a bit here. So I would just like you let you say real quick where people find more of your work, Peter.
3: Oh, I write at E Online. Um, my name is Peter Paris, P A R A S, and I also write for Topless Robot. Most the Topless Robot stuff's more like tech stuff, so like video games and everything, but Theatrical reviews is mostly e online.
0: And you have Twitter, I believe, too, right? I uh, do you
3: have a Twitter handle, yes. Um, my uh, Twitter handle is pajamo. Um, <laughs> so basically, that I know I'm, I'm the only pajamo. So usually when I when I try to get that name, it's just me. So if you look up pajamo, it should be linked to Peter Paris.
0: So. Awesome. Great. Well, great. Peter, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, yeah, you no, had a
3: great time, man. And I, I hope to do some more. Thank you so much.
0: For sure. Yeah. All right. All
3: right. Uh, bye, guys. Bye, Peter.
0: Okay. And we got that guy off the line? Geez, that crazy guy with <laughs> his Transcendence dog over. Can't <laughs> you know? believe yeah, well, you
1: loved it so much. If you loved it it so much you'd yeah. marry it.
0: No. No, that, that was fun. That, that was, was fun good, Peter. So let's uh, well, let's like, let's, uh, let's move good. on. Let's move on here. Let's get to uh, movie callback.
1: Callback, callback, callback.
0: This is where we uh, mention a few films that we might have thought of during or after the movie that relates to the main film of the week, which is of course Transcendence. And uh, Abe, do you have any movie callbacks?
1: I do. Independence Day, The Matrix, Children of the Corn, Rise of the Planet and the Apes, Elysium, Terminator 2, and Her.
0: (laughs) Plenty, plenty, then. And
2: Her. (laughs) Plenty.
0: And Her, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jeff? Uh,
2: Terminator, obviously, Matrix. Um, I mean, those are the two that really struck me the most as as I was watching it and right after.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, those came to mind as well. I also thought of – I kept thinking when the rain started happening, I was thinking of chubby rains. I was thinking of Bill Finger, which <laughs> you'll have quite a bit.
2: <laughs>
0: so I wanted at some point for, like, for like Paul Bettany to look at the sky and say, gotcha, suckas, after the things happened. Uh, war Games came to mind as well. War Games, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's move to Callback. Callback, callback, callback. Let's move on now to our plug here. Out. Uh, let's move on to our sponsor. But today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download at ww.audible trialcom now podcast. There are over hundreds of thousands of books to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any kind of MP3 device. For the listeners about now with Aaron and Abe, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free thirty-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And I have a book to recommend. It's actually a short story, part of a collection. It is the Lawnmower Man by Stephen King. <laughs> Uh, Makes perfect sense. It does, except the yeah. movie is way different than the actual story. The movie <laughs> actually just took the title. It's like, let's run with that. The movie is way different. But here's a the, here's the little description. Harold Parquette disposes of his lawnmower after his neighbor's cat dies a gruesome death. But the lawnmower man he hires to do the job proves more than Harold bargained for. That is what it, it goes into. It is not creepy. at all like VR with Pierce Brosnan in the, La- the movie The Lawndore Man. But with that said, you could you can find out more about that book or many other books at audible.com. All you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com. dot a podcast. You can sign up. You can get a free book. You can check out the service. If you don't like the service, you can leave it. But you get to keep the book that you downloaded for free. So everybody wins. That's audibletrial.com. It's a now podcast. All right. Plug done. Sponsors done. Let's move on. Let's get to enough feedback.
2: <laughs> feedback, feedback!
0: This is where we uh, read off the many answers that you, the listeners, provided us on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash podcast. We asked many questions related to the main film of the week, and we, you know, got some answers from you. And uh, Jeff, if you have any answers, you know, for these questions we're about to read, feel free to throw in your your card as well. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. The first one up, favorite techno thriller. Mike has the Matrix, Matt has Blade Runner. Danny has Hackers, Hack the Planet. Philip has Source Code. Adam has Goldeneye or Deja Vu. I like Deja Vu. It's <laughs> a, yeah. a fun movie. And uh, Jason has Tron. Okay.
1: And then we ask, what's an inanimate object that scares you? Jeanette writes, those stone heads over on Easter Island. Jason has anything with Nicolas Cage.
0: Whoa, okay. Mike
1: says, <laughs> <What has laughs> anything with Katy Perry on it. Okay. <laughs> and Philip... As public toilets.
0: Public toilets that are scary? scary, yeah. Those are
1: well, it depends on which ones you go to. But...
0: The public this ones. This is true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the ones at a supermarket or the ones in, like, a public park? Yeah. And then we also asked, what superhero could Johnny Depp play? Jeff, do you have an answer for that, by the chance?
2: Ooh. Uh, let's see. To be honest, I mean, I don't think he should touch any superhero.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll get to that answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So,
1: Melissa writes The Riddler. Well, yeah. mm. Scott Lassiter, or Scott Laster writes The Thing. That makes too many Tim <laughs> Burton movies. Uh, Graham writes Clayface. A lot you of know, bad
0: cl- Clay, Clayface isn't a bad joke. Mainly because he's such like, Clayface, like, in, like, human form. He's such a, like, a theatrical actor. I could kind of see, like, Johnny <laughs> That would be crazy if that happened. But if Johnny Depp played Clayface, I'd be kind of amazed at that. Joe Janz
1: writes Mysterio, which kind of could work out, yeah. Mike Jones writes Doctor Doom. Jesus. Jonathan oh, no. writes. <laughs> Jonathan Weir writes. Hopefully none. Can't stand the guy. <laughs> Christopher Wilson also writes none.
2: Okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, you and
1: Jonathan, are all the same
0: page. Okay, cool. Jason
2: uh, <laughs>
1: Jason writes Doctor Strange.
0: I feel like he's been Doctor Strange for many years now. <laughs> <The> entire, <yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Michael writes Super Nan. Okay, Nan and Ann. <laughs> Philip writes, Martian Manhunter.
0: Sign me up. I can see
1: that. And (laughs) George writes, if he's doing his pirate stick, I hope he stays away. If he decides to act, what about Namor? Yeah.
0: Namor, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I think he's a little old, but uh, whatever.
2: (laughs) I feel like if he was going to do one, it would have to be some kind of CG character and he'd have to just voice it. I just don't see him just appearing as a superhero. Right? I can't see, like, yeah. Marvel, like,
0: taking him in for, like, six movies. But, like, guess what? depths here. <laughs> we, got the, we, got we got the Depster. We got the Depster. Exactly. <laughs> we got Miriam Depster's Dictionary. Here he is. <laughs> That's a long nickname, but I like it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Miriam <laughs> <have> Depster's Dictionary. <laughs> Next up we have, who are some of your favorite film composers? I just felt like asking this question. I just, I this just is a great to... question because yeah.
1: Aaron and I both love soundtracks of films.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jason has John Ottman, Brian Tyler, and Hans Zimmer. That's a random collection, but I like it. Robert James has Bernard Herrmann, Maurice Jarre, Eric Wolfgang, Korngold, that's reaching back. That's because Robert James is he's <laughs> writing his film history book. so that makes sense. Um, Anna has the Johns, Williams, Ottman, and Debney. Uh, Joe Jans has Danny Elfman. George has Cliff Martinez. Danny has Howard Shore. Kyle has Maurice Jarre, Alexandre Despera, and uh, <laughs> Ravi Shankar. Philip has Howard Shore, Murray Gold, Patrick Doyle, Trevor Jones, and Thomas Newman. And Jason has John Ottman. No, I had that already. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no twice ones for you, Jason. Uh,
1: uh, any offhand, Abe or Jeff? Thomas Newman, and definitely, uh, who's Alvin Silvestri? I, a lot of these guys have the answers that I don't like, too. I just want to name those. I, like,
0: 80s Alan Silvestri, I agree. I like it, you uh, know, because I can hum Predator always for me. That's the one I think. I don't think Back of the Future. I think, I think of
2: Castaway. I don't
0: think Castaway. I don't even know
2: how Castaway sounds. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. <laughs> it's pro- yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I heard some, I heard uh, Cliff Martinez in there. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, I also love uh, Clint Mansell. Mm-hmm. A huge Clint Mansell fan. That's true. Um, yeah, those were probably a couple of my favorites personally. Like I, I have a ton of movie soundtracks just on my iPod, and actually. A lot of the time, that's what I listen to. While I'm writing my reviews. So. I completely you
0: know I completely like did the same thing. Yeah, I was listening to the Hannah soundtrack like nonstop oh. that year, from the... which from the Chemical Brothers. Yeah, Chemical which Brothers. is another like I like that kind of mini like session of like Chemical Brothers and like Basement Jacks did Attack the Block. Like yeah, I like these like great. kind of and like Daft Punk did a Daft Punk did Tron of Legacy. Yeah.
2: So it's like actually, I la- yeah actually really I- liked uh, Mike Shinoda when he did the raids. The raids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah did a great that,
0: job. That's what I'm saying. I like this kind of like these these various like artists like becoming, like, composed in, uh, what's his, Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead doing Paul Thomas Anderson's work, like, it's, I, I like, whatever's going on there where they're coming on and doing effective work as film composers, I'm like, and, of course, um, David Fincher, uh, with, um, Nine Inch Nails, what's his name? Um, uh,
2: Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor, Trent Reznor.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's working for me, and, uh, you know, yeah. and if Hans Zimmer's not repeating himself, you know, it's nice to see, to see hear new he, things from him right, he right now. He
1: does repeat himself a lot. yeah If you don't think he repeats himself a lot, listen to Days of Thunder, the soundtrack, and anything recently from, from Hans Zimmer.
0: One of my issues with twelve years of Slave was that it sounded like Inception at points. So I'm like, all right, well like it was working for me for the most part. Yeah. Like let's 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 tone down I mean, the wahs yeah. a bit. So
2: Except it worked really well
0: in Inception. It,
2: it did work very oh, well. Oh yeah, well,
0: yeah, but Inception it worked well. I agree. And like that and like he has those times where he like does something slightly different. Like obviously like his dark his work on the dark knight. Like that was yeah. and that's combined with uh with Thomas Newhouse.
2: Uh, yeah, I really like what he did with Dark Knight Rises, like yeah. where he compiled all the voices. I thought that yeah. was really
0: cool. Exactly, and then even like Sherlock, like he did something completely different there with Sherlock. Like, I haven't heard. Oh, that. he did
2: Sherlock? Yeah,
0: Sherlock the Sherlock Holmes soundtracks, which I like quite a bit. Oh, like,
2: the soundtrack?
1: Okay, for the films, not for Yeah, the films,
0: movies. not the movie. Yeah, not the BBC series. Okay, you, you stayed away from Benedict Timothy, Carlton, Cumberbatch. <laughs> Thanks. You awesome. gave me a re- you gave me a reason to say yeah. his whole name, so I did. <laughs> 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 all right, let's get to let's get to our que- thank you for the responses. Let's get to our yeah, questions now. The responses. Yeah.
1: Uh, we have a few questions here. Jason asked us: Do you think we'll ever get a Sherlock
0: Holmes three? Oh, speaking of speaking of the devil,
1: I know speaking of the devil, he should appear. <laughs> he should appear.
0: Yeah, I would say yes. I think it's there has been nothing going on in that department recently. But I, I mean it, two made money. I mean that's
2: that's what, what um, made it. a lot of money from what I remember. Yeah, it?
0: it made. Yeah, it did. It. Some people thought that it was because it didn't open as strong as the original one did that it wouldn't like match it, but it did. Or eventually it eventually became it became a higher grosser than the first one and um, given that i really like jude law and robert Downey jr in these yeah. parts even as much as Abe and i love sherlock like uh, sherlock like i wouldn't mind seeing the theatrical version of it again like i i i like the tone of those movies they're fun like they're not yeah
1: that's a question i have for you both here is an uh, add on to jason's question is because of the recent uh, popularity of bbc sherlock do you guys think that people are going to be Saying, "Hey, why isn't uh, Timothy Benedict Timothy Carlton Cumberbatch playing Sherlock instead of Robert Downey Jr.?" No, it's a separate entity. Separate entity is right, but they're just like this. Confuses me, and it's not
0: like that show is like a half-hour comedy. Like they're full on those shows are they're they're ninety-minute like movies that happen to be in the realm of a TV season. Like it's right, and there's like Elementary as well on CBS with a John. I have never Miller.
2: And I actually have I actually don't watch Sherlock, so I mean I can't really comment on that, but I agree that they're separate universes regardless mm-hmm. um, so i mean i'm not to mention yeah I think Downey Jr. and Jude Law do great jobs in their performances yeah. Um, and yeah, in terms of the sequel, I think as long as they can get them back, I'm pretty sure that they're going to do another one. I don't see them stopping anytime soon at least just because I mean they do well um they have big names attached to it, so again, I think it's just a matter of availability
0: yeah i I would like to. I'd like to believe Guy Ritchie would come back, but see, he's like busy with a, his like. He's on like a, a King Arthur movie, I believe now. So. If oh it, really? Oh. Yeah. So that's his next project, I guess. So I mean, we'll we'll see where that goes. But I mean, I'm certainly open to seeing Sherlock Holmes three, and if it happens, I I lean on it happening over it not happening. I guess. Right. I would agree. We have another somewhat similar question, mainly just because it ties to one thing. But Izzy asks. Shows like Sherlock, hey, and Luther have very limited episode runs to push the quality of the series for that season. Do you think this could happen in the American market? I think it has happened in the American market. I think market, it has frankly. happened too. I, uh, what are you thinking of? I mean, I've, there's there's the obvious like Game of Thrones. There's the, in the the series series that basically aren't on basic cable that are right. procedurals. That seems to be what it comes down to. These shows. I think the,
1: more recently? True Detective.
0: True is Detective like, is in a good eight, example. I mean, yeah, these, these, episodes, H, these these HBO just, shows, these AMC right. shows, these FX shows, they all have you know 10 to 13 episodes or whatnot or eight episodes in the case of true detective and they all they don't it's not necessarily the greatest thing ever just because they're shorter seasons but it certainly seems to have an effect where you have a tightly focused season that you can tell one coherent story as opposed to having lots of subplots and strands that have to max out a 24 episode fill for a whole show so yeah i think it has happened yeah
2: at least for me um I, I mean, I, I watch as much, you know, this TV stuff as I can that, you know, people tell me is great, but uh, I usually don't. I, I'm more of a movie guy, so I don't watch that much TV. But personally, just coming from someone who's not watching TV all the time, um, these more of miniseries does have an effect because of the fact that I'm not sitting there for 20 episodes. Um, I'm sitting there. For, the, the seasons are shorter, so it's a little easier to get through them. Um so i mean i I agree that it definitely has carried over here where these mini series are taking off more than just your general s- seasons of things, and I think yeah. a big part of it is that because it's just it's a standalone mini series you're watching 10 episodes or so a season you're not sitting there for week you know week after week for 20 episodes
0: right yeah it's that there's there's less of the kind of gaps in between where it's like oh there's a super bowl or there's a big sports event or there's you know olympics happening where you have to miss like weeks at a time because of these various things that come up that overtake the ratings and have to space it out you have one yeah. a shorter season you also have there's more budget management going on you can apply more money to less amount of episodes as opposed to spreading the wealth around you can attach big name stars because they don't have to have as clear of a schedule as they would for a 24-episode season, that kind of thing. There's a lot of things that make this a favorable way to go. And, it, I mean, it, sure, over time, it's certainly happening more than it has been in the past. Where
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of speaks to the um, just Ev- how big TV has gotten, right. like the evolution yeah, the, of TV. Exactly. It's just like, you know, yeah, sure, people can watch 24 episodes in, in a season just like How I Met Your Mother or whatever else, but for the most part... I, it, goes, I, it goes to AC's question, too, of the quality, right? So the quality and uh, multiply that and add that to what Aaron said about the scheduling for actors and actresses. And then, boom, you get some really great quality stuff. I remember that Matthew McConaughey was reading the the script for Two Detectives. He was like, it's actually just – it's not even a TV show. It's actually just a seventy page, five page script. And it's like a movie, right? So if you take that into account – um, yeah, you're getting a lot of quality these days on a lot of different mediums. So, like, Netflix is coming out with stuff. I mean, uh, Amazon is also coming out with their, its, its own stuff. HBO has always been coming out with its own stuff. Um, now you just have, like, this influx of all these things that happen. And um, I think
2: people are looking for quality over quantity now. I agree. And it, 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 as you were saying, TV has just become so cinematic. Yeah. Um, Everything is starting to feel a lot more like a, like more, more of a theatrical experience, more than a television experience. And I think right. that's what's really yeah. boosting it. And um, as you were saying earlier, Aaron, about the money, um, that's a big part of it. Stuff like Game of Thrones, which is obviously what the most expensive television show on, tel- on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Looks incredible. I mean, it literally, you could put that on the silver screen and it, you wouldn't know the difference. Um, so I think that also ha- plays a huge part in it. It's just because it, it does feel so much bigger than, you know, just your average, you know, casual watching television show. Great. Right. So a good question. Thanks for that one. Yeah. Let's uh, move my, on to the
0: next question.
1: Mike asks us, will the new animated Wizard of Oz fail or succeed? I mean. Uh, how, here's a question. How many times have you guys seen the trailer for it? None. I've only seen it once. Actually. Yeah, yeah once. I saw it once. I was like, this looks like a straight to DVD quality type yep. movie.
0: Well, it has hit stars like James Belushi, Martin Short, and um, Leah Michelle, so, I mean, that's that's guaranteed some tickets right now. That is, there.
1: yeah. $400. <laughs> um,
0: no, I mean, I'm kidding, obviously, but I, yeah, I mean, it's a movie that's coming out this May. I've seen I've seen nothing for it. You guys have barely seen a trailer for it. I've seen nothing. It's not a Disney movie. It's not a DreamWorks movie. It's not a Sony movie. It's
1: like an independent
0: one. Yeah, and like not to like bash on studios or whatnot, but it doesn't seem to have much of a high profile. If it's going to make anything, it's not going to be very much. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say it's not, especially sandwiched in between Spider-Man and Godzilla, which all the three-year-olds want to see. Of course, I don't I don't think that Legend of Oz: Dorothy's Return, which is the official title of it, is going to going to do a whole lot. Even with Oz in the title, I don't, I don't know where that's going.
2: I agree. I think it'll actually do a lot better on uh, Blu-ray and DVD. And I actually think that it would have been smarter for them to instead of going for a theatrical run, if they went with a video on demand run, uh-huh. because yeah. of the fact that it, you know, they even if it is an independent film, they might not have the money to do a marketing campaign like, you know, DreamWorks or Sony would. So I think it would have actually been more in their favor to do a video on demand, and then people can just watch it from home. And parents who, you know, just want to have their kids distracted by something will put it on. Yeah. All right, so but no, back. I do not think it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so last question here, this is one from from Joe Jans. Do you feel it's wrong to movie hop in your theaters where you pay for one film and when it's over you duck into another film? If no, have you ever gone to see a film because it would end at the right time so you can see a different movie? I have a drawn out answer for this one, but Same A. Do here. you, do you... Yeah. Okay.
1: A very drawn out answer
2: and Jeff, do you want to answer this one first? Uh sure. I mean Personally, I mean, just with everything from, you know, I mean, movie hopping, of course, is one thing, but also, you know, obviously torrenting and illegal downloading is huge. And um, coming from somebody who, you know, I, I mean, obviously I'm a film reviewer, but on top of that, I do, I plan on pursuing a marketing career in the film industry. Um, I mean, I, I personally am completely against it because um, I think that, you know, they, you know, they always say, oh, it's not affecting anybody, it's not affecting, you know, the studios or whatever. You can't think of it like that because it's not just affecting, let's say, Sony or Warner Brothers. It's affecting all these people who are on the cast and crew of these films, people who, you know, are depending on this for a paycheck. And if this movie doesn't do well, you know, then maybe, you know, things will get slower for them if they're more seasonal workers. Um, I personally am completely against it. I mean, there have been times... But I'm not going to lie. When I was, I, I might sound a little bit like a hypocrite. But when I was <laughs> around 15, I have done it a couple of times. But I have changed my ways, and I definitely think that it's just a knowledge thing, and that once people are a little more educated on that, it it doesn't just hurt the, you know, the people who have a ton of money who are the heads of whatever company. It's also hurting the people who are on the, you know, who are you know people who are you know in sound, people who are in lighting, et cetera. It it, it hurts everybody. Yeah.
1: Uh, I myself, I would say, I'm not completely against it, and that's primarily because uh, I used to do it as a kid a lot. I would watch uh, one movie, and then movie hop to maybe a couple more. You know, on a good day, I'd watch three movies in one day. Um, but it's just become a lot harder because the movie industry and theaters themselves they've realized that people movie hop a lot, so they actually move the timings to make to be very different and difficult for you to movie hop. Um, I'm not saying that you should do it, and I don't do it anymore primarily because I work and I can afford to buy one movie ticket and watch a movie and you know critique it and enjoy it to however long I want to. But for the most part, yeah, I, I think that if you're like nine or ten, it's kind of an exciting rush, and um, you kind of think that it's something illegal but it, no harm no foul in terms of just getting caught and they'll be like oh, i'm sorry you have to leave but i do agree that with jeff and in, in that there's a lot of folks that probably do get hurt from this uh, that you don't think about and that's not just the movie studios themselves but uh, the key grips and whatever else but also uh, the folks at the movie theater <laughs> so the people who are working the concession, concession stands and whatever else i'm sure that they probably don't appreciate it either but um yeah i mean it's one of those things where I, if I could do it and I could schedule something, I might see two in one. But for the most part, I just have other things to do in my day now.
0: I admire the candor for this question. Um, do I believe it's wrong to hop and to movie hop? Yes. Have I done it? Plenty of times. Um, I don't do it anymore <laughs> because I'm just in the position where I don't have to. Um, I can afford movies and I go to press screenings regularly, so it's just Friday. not a thing that I do. Do I? Throughout high school, sure. That's what I did. That's what that was Friday. That was that was Friday. Me and. The... <laughs> Me and my friends, Scooter, uh, we'd be planning movies based on when they were showing and whatnot. I would say I planned them based on movies I felt like I wanted to give my money to. So generally, be like, the good movie first, and then, like, oh, yeah, this is also out. But Mm -hmm. do I do it now? No, not at all. No, that's that's not a thing. But thanks for that question. Good questions. Good questions. Yeah, <laughs> These are all good questions. Ethics. <laughs> yeah, we, we, hit some, we hit some. stages here. We had don't some, movie yes, hop, kids. We, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's the best takeaway. Don't movie hop. Support. Oh, now an Aaron Abe say, don't movie hop. Support Sherlock three. Support a uh, good TV series, <laughs> and probably don't catch the Wizard of Oz, animated, <laughs> with Kelsey Grammer and Liam Michelle. All right. So moving <laughs> on from from those those um. Very important topics, all of them equally. Um, let's uh, let's do little, let's get to our uh, box office here. Um, each week we go over the box office totals and find out if our previous predictions were anywhere close to what actually happened. Abe, hey, do you remember what you predicted for transcendence? I think
1: I said second place 27 million, 27.6 or something. Oh
0: oh yeah, you said you said twenty seven. I said I said first of thirty. Courtney said second of twenty three, Jose said first of twenty nine. We were just I so I'm, I saw. I'm so Jewish that I forgot that heaven is real was going to make a lot of money this weekend, <laughs> so, oh my God. heaven is real um and it it's not even number one, but it still made more of the transcendence. Heaven is real came in third place at twenty one million dollars This is of course the Greg Kinnear starring film about a little boy it's based on true events whatever about based a boy on a who's, but, yeah based on a book that's inspired by Event. about a this boy right. who like was near death and and saw heaven and comes whatever it's a, it's a it's a religious movie. Um, for anyone that saw it and loved it, great, good job. Um, and that, that did make a ton of money because it was Easter weekend. I, I mean, the, the Christian audience comes out for these kind of movies anyway, but the added fact that it was Good Friday and Easter Sunday, which go hand in hand, I'm told, um, they, <laughs> that, that, that added to this movie's kind of sum total of 21 million. Captain America, still in first place, 26 million. Rio 2, behind it, with 22. Transcendence came in fourth place with 11 million. So that's that's what that's what you call a bomb. That's uh, oh, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, that's pretty that's yeah. pretty low. I mean, it's not like it hit twenty, like just below. 11, it gave it came in eleven million. That is not a lot of money for a hundred million dollar movie, and uh, it's gonna likely just sink out of the box office. So we'll
2: just right. think about a hundred million dollars, um, but then consider also marketing costs. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm well aware <laughs> that it's that it's you know a good hundred fifty million probably. Yeah, they marketed that a lot, so that's pretty brutal, and I think that a big part of it was that. Consensus of us critics. <laughs> yeah, it didn't help. Yeah, it has like a whopping twenty percent on Rotten
0: Tomatoes right now, I believe. And yeah. I mean, the movie, to me, it never looked that good to begin with. I don't know what the average goer would w- would have thought. Apparently, not much because they didn't go see it. Uh, the I mean, the Cinema Score is C plus, which is anything below a B mm. is like horrible for Cinema scores. So this is true. Yeah, not not a good not a good time for Transcendence. Haunted House Two made nine million. And given that movie cost, like, $3 and, like, a high-five for Marlon Wayans, I don't think that, you know, anyone's <laughs> complaining about that. Um, I'm glad dis- that it, it's not
1: making a ton of money, though, because I heard that the movie is awful.
0: I never saw Haunted House just because I heard of how just, what well, no, because it didn't look good. That's why I didn't go see it. But, yeah. but hearing things about it and, like, the various types of hum- brand of humor it was going for just did not appeal to me whatsoever. Um, Disney Nature's Bears... Uh, made its debut and it hit 11th place of four million. Uh, I'm sure on Welcome to Earth Day it might you know get a little bit of a spike, but we'll see. Um, and fittingly, I guess God's Not Dead still in the top ten as well, and Noah is a little bit above that. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the box office there. Um,
1: yeah. Away. Okay. Abe. Yeah. I think it's time I, for a... for some 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 fun games here. That has transcended all podcast years into something. Nice. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Thank you for that.
1: Abe, hey, do, you, do you have a game for us this I week? I do have a game for you guys this week. It's called Roles. So essentially what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be naming a character in a role, and you guys are to tell me who the actor is. This is uh, four actors, Killian Murphy, Morgan Freeman, Rebecca – I'm sorry, five – Rebecca Hall, uh, uh, Johnny Depp, and also uh, – What's that guy's name? Jarvis himself. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Thank you.
0: So you're and, gonna. Uh, so, I'm sorry. You're gonna name what?
1: I'm gonna name the the movie character that they play, and you ah. guys tell me who the uh, the actor is. Oh,
0: ah, okay. That's not gonna yeah. help. It's
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> pretty easy. Yeah, I, I made sure yeah. that they had you know very fairly reasonable names here. So uh, first one to buzz in with your name. So for instance, if I were to say. Captain Jack Sparrow, if somebody were to buzz and say Aaron, and he says Captain Johnny Depp. So yeah, you say you say
0: your name first, so you're buzzing in and then you say the answer. Got it. Okay. Yeah.
2: Wait, so Here what do they say?
0: So, so oh, you just say your name. If you think you know the answer, say Jeff and then you say okay. what the answer is. Yeah. Alright. So it starts off easy. Here we go. Doctor Jonathan Crane.
1: Aaron. Aaron. Killian Murphy. That's correct. From Batman Begins and Dark Knight.
0: And I guess Dark Knight Rises. He's in, he's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't, couldn't stop him. He just showed up <laughs> to set with the bag. <laughs> Alright, next one.
1: God. Death. Jeff. Jeff. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman is correct. <laughs> next one. In um, which movie? In both Evan Almighty and Bruce Almighty. You went with the Evan first. That was clever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote Bruce Almighty. Uh, anyway, next one. Jarvis. Aaron. Aaron.
2: Paul Bettany.
1: That's correct.
2: <laughs> we just had that discussion right before this. <laughs> yeah, I know. it
1: was a bad example to use. <laughs> 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 All right, now it gets a little bit trickier. Edward Dillinger. Edward Dillinger. Of the five actors that I named, who do you think that would be? Aaron?
0: Aaron. Johnny Depp? It's
1: incorrect.
0: Okay.
2: Jeff Indonesia?
1: with a
0: steel. What's the Edward name? Dillinger. Um, Edward. Paul Bettany? Dill-
1: Paul Bettany's in Christ. Killian Murphy in *Tron Legacy*.
2: Okay. His name was Edward Dillinger. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea on that one. I, I was yeah. like,
0: "Was his name Edward John Dillinger?" And he just went <laughs> by John in *Public Enemies*. I like. Yeah, one? I like how you went with the Dillinger reference, though. Yeah.
1: Um, Jeffrey Chaucer. Chaucer. Chaucer.
0: Aaron. Aaron. Paul Bettany in *A Knight's Tale*.
1: That is correct. <laughs> you even named the movie.
2: Oh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Next one, Inspector Frederick
0: Aberline. Inspector Frederick Aberline. Aaron. Aaron. Johnny Depp in From Hell? Wow, you Yeah, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Next
1: one. Joe Matheson. Joe Matheson. That sounds familiar. It does it should. Joe Matheson. Here's a clue. Uh movie year two thousand ten. Joe Matheson. I
0: can like only give us one female, so like it's all like it's, yeah. it's not gonna be Rebecca Hall yeah. very often. Uh
1: Aaron, Killian Murray. That's incorrect. Jeff with the Steel?
2: Uh Paul Bettany? That's incorrect. Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. in red. Oh. Red, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kinda tried <laughs> to forget about that one, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> Just a few more here. Peter Colt.
1: What kind of person would be named Peter Colt?
0: Some kind of gunslinger. Um, and who would fit that character? Aaron. Aaron. Depp?
1: That is incorrect.
2: Jeff of the Steel? I'm going to guess Paul Bettany again. That's correct! In Wimbledon! Yes! In
0: Wimbledon. <laughs> oh, the, the, the most gun-heavy tennis movie I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> Peter Cole.
0: The answer to everything is Paul Bettany. I never saw Wimbledon. Is that any good? Does anyone know?
1: <laughs> I didn't watch it either. I know that there was like a thriller of like another tennis match. I forget what that one was called. Match Point or something? Yeah. Anyway. So.
0: Next one. Raul Duke. Oh, Aaron. Johnny Depp. Fear that is right.
1: correct. Fear and Loathing. Next one here, Somerset. Aaron. Aaron
0: Freeman. And that is correct. seven.
1: That is doubly correct. All right, this one I'm gonna. I hope that you get this one, Jeff. You got to ring in really fast here, buddy. Vicky. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff.
0: Rebecca Hall.
2: That's correct. No, Morgan Freeman. I changed my <laughs> answer. <laughs>
0: Remember Morgan Freeman and Mickey Katrina, in Barcelona when uh, Javier Bardem's <laughs> like, "Well, we'll have some sucks. and uh, a <laughs> <laughs> <or make> love." <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got to work just... up my Bardem. It's because yeah. it's more of like it's just like sexy um, um, uh, Hans Gruber. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have some sucks, Mister McLean.
1: <laughs> Last one here, Victor Van Dort. Victor Van Dort. Van Dort. Mm-hmm. Here's a clue. It's a voice, or the the
0: actor is using lending their voice. Johnny, a, Johnny Depp is a prolific voice actor, so let me narrow down the that That is
1: correct, in Corpse Bride.
0: Wait, well, it is Johnny Depp?
1: It is Johnny Depp. <laughs> I'm in Corpse Spread. Aaron, you are the winner of this game. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad that Jeff got Vicky.
2: Yes.
0: He got God. He got God
1: as well. I, I got
2: God too.
0: That's he also my... got Peter Colt. That's my that's my favorite new anti-Christian movie. He got God. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I'm also
1: gonna be starring. Uh,
0: it'll actually James have Washington? Greg. It'll have Greg Kinnear. It will be very ironic. <laughs>
1: thanks. Those so games.
0: Great, thanks. Thanks for that for rolls. Oh, yeah. I got to challenge you with that game because I I know yeah. rolls pretty well. <laughs> I challenge you in another in another hopeful guest.
1: I uh, I chose names that had full on first and last names except for Somerset. Which I think people would know, which, Aaron,
0: you did know. You could have said Detective Somerset.
1: I could have. In the film, it looks – or in IMDb, it just said Somerset.
0: Okay. My bad. Well, the good thing is, Jeff, that you only have to answer two questions correct in order to get reinvited back to the show eventually. So you did – And you but, did it! Yeah.
2: Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's, uh, let's get to a little Out Now presents What's Out Now. These are movies that are coming out to DVD, Blu-ray, or streaming this week. And not much is the answer so far. There's like this is the first week in a while where there haven't been any real big releases. The only one I can see that's like fairly new is Big Bad Wolves, which was Tarantino's like favorite movie of last year. Jeff, did you see Big Bad Wolves?
2: Yes, I did. Um, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was good because I know a lot of people were comparing it to Prisoners because it has a very similar plot to it.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: I actually liked it a lot more than Prisoners. I thought that Prisoners was way over long. Yeah. Um, it was way long long. big bad wolves is a lot shorter and i like that it's obviously a very serious subject but at the same time there's a lot of it's it's a more of a dark comedy more than it is a straight up serious thriller it doesn't take itself too seriously really and it kind of takes really serious topics and kind of throws them off into almost like into a dark comedic type of thing um i thought it was really good so i definitely recommend you check it out yeah i'm excited
0: yeah i'm adding it to my queue for sure i've been excited to check that one out for a while just didn't come around for me to see um and the, the only other thing that i want to mention just because there's not much like new, there's nothing new coming out is uh william Friedkin's sorcerer gets blu-ray for like the first time and this movie it, it it bombed at the time and why i'm bringing it up is because I we saw transcendence on the night that this movie was playing at Cinna family in la while we william director william Friedkin was that he was there to like introduce it and talk about the movie which made me think, man, I wish I was there and not watching Transcendence the whole time. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really interesting. But, um, yeah, that movie debuted on Blu ray, and I'm excited to check that one out with a whole new remaster and everything. And it's, I, I, I'm a big fan of director William Friedkin, so. Yeah. Hoping to, hoping to catch that one pretty soon. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's it for what's out. Now, let's go on to next week's show real quick here. Um, it's that time. The summer's upon us. Summer jam. Summer. Summer's upon us, and of course that means we have to do our 2014 summer movie gamble, which is of course where Abe and myself bring on various frequent guests of the show, most likely Mark, Hoban, Maxwell, Dad, and maybe Jordan, maybe Alan, maybe Adam. We'll see. We all get together and we lay out what we think will be the top ten biggest grossing films of the summer in the domestic box office. It's always a fun competition. We're gonna. We're gonna. We have to. Really think about it, and we'll lay it all out here for the kind of the opening of that, and then we'll, of course, conclude that in on Labor Day weekend when the summer, you know, kind of comes to a close, and we'll see who came out on top. I know um, Adam Gentry, he was our first year's winner. Mark Hooban, I believe, won last year. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so this is our third annual 2014 Series Summer Movie Gamble. So uh, this should, it should be a lot of fun. Should be. That's, that's going to be next week's episode. And uh, so, yeah, there's that. And uh, that's brings us to the end of the show. That's that's going to do it. That's going to do it for this week's episode of At Now with Aaron and Abe. You can uh, find more of my work at my personal blog, thecodeazique.com. You can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at ysubblue.com for my movie reviews there, as well as my Blu-ray reviews, as well as my coverage for WonderCon this past weekend. And, uh, of course, at Twitter, at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at warlessmoose.blogspot.com
1: and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, hashtag veep.
2: <laughs> and, uh, Jeff, where can people find more of your work? Uh, you can find my reviews at just DVDtalk.com. Um I don't review Blu-rays or DVDs for the site, but uh, so I do strictly theatrical reviews. So you just hit in theaters on the left-hand side, and that will bring you to the page where you can see my reviews. Um, and then on Twitter, I'm at Jeff JeffAlexanderN. Awesome. Cool. You, you can, of course,
0: find all the other episodes of Out Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes and at Stitcher, as well as at hhwlod.com. You can find our show there, along with the many other shows, including the newest podcast on that podcast network, 24, the Jack and Chloe adventure cast, where myself, <laughs> friends of the show, Brandon and Maxwell, we all talk about the series 24 and the upcoming new season, Live Another Day. We're having a lot of fun doing it so far. And, uh yeah, so there's that. You can find our,
1: all of our episodes over at outnow.podback.com, as well as youtube.com slash outnowpodcast.
0: Of course, outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to email us. Let us know your thoughts on Transcendence. Let us know if, if Peter was just too animated for this episode to contain himself. Let us, <laughs> let, let us know. <laughs>
1: You can also interact with us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast or tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow
0: underscore podcast. And, of course, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. You can follow us there. You can also leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Leave us a voicemail. If it's a if it's a cool question or something, we'll be happy to play it on the air and answer it. It's always cool to you know hear from listeners in new various ways. So there you go. That's 972-798-3830. So with all that, that's going to do it. Jeff, thank you again for joining us for this episode.
2: Of course, thank you guys so much. This was a blast.
0: Yeah, glad glad nice. to have you, and be, we'd be happy to have you and, and Peter back at some point because this is it's always fun to have new guests on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, adding to our out now universe that we have made here. <laughs> Definitely would <I'd> love to. <laughs> yeah. and so yeah, until next time when we talk about the big movies of the summer. That's gonna do it. So so long and goodbye. in Barcelona when uh, Javier <laughs> Bardem's like well we'll have some sucks and uh... <laughs>